What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Mr. Slice, and I got some exciting news. The Doughboys are going back on tour in 2000. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. 2022. That's right. See us live in Seattle, January 8th, Portland, January 9th, at the Foxwoods Resort in Connecticut, February 4th, in Boston at the Wilbur Theater on February 5th. And guess what? Two new shows have just been added, one in Milwaukee on January 28th and one in Chicago on January 29th. Ticket info at headgum.com slash live. That's headgum.com slash live. See you there, baby. Foul claims fails. Donut King, 9 to 1, wins Aqueduct's $206,800 champagne by a head. So reads the 1961 New York Times headline recapping the champagne stakes. At the time the biggest money horse race in New York. Its equine winner, Donut King, shared his playful nickname with the horse's owner, a man who made his fortune via a donut shop opened in Temple City, California in 1948, two years before Dunkin' Donuts debuted in Quincy, Mass. One-upping its competitors by offering an absurd 14-donut dozen, the company surged in popularity in the 50s and 60s, merging with diner chain Denny's in 1967. Denny's, incidentally, first founded as Danny's Donuts. The founder cashed out and spent his retirement further immersed in horse breeding, a passion his son, Ron, the donut prince if you will, carries on today. But this royal family's donut kingdom would start to falter with the king's absence. Battling carb-conscious California consumers, competition for the national expansion of Dunkin' and Southern Dandy Krispy Kreme, as well as the rise of upscale artisan donut shops, the chain has declined from its thousand-strong peak to just 170 locations today and was absorbed by competitor Yum Yum in 2004. Still, the eponymous Donuttery, founded by the Donut King, who owned a horse named Donut King, charges on, like a wild stallion running free. Surviving in the chain restaurant industry, after all, is a marathon, not a sprint. This week on Doughboys, Winchell's Donut House. Welcome to Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants. I'm Nick Weiger, along with my co-host, Fortin Scorsese, the Spoon Man, Mike Mitchell. I don't... This isn't a thing. This isn't a thing for me. You know, you sneezed on the show, you burped on the show, you hiccuped on the show, mm -hmm. and uh, the person who submitted this roast writes in, getting ahead of fart month, anticipating where we're headed next, uh, and this is, this is signed Mitch, love the devil, P.S. See you soon, Mitch, boo. Roastspoonman at gmail.com. Does that mean I'm going to die soon and go to hell? Or does that mean... What does that mean? It could be that, like, the devil shows up in human form, like, with a banjo at the side of the road. And uh, How you, how you and, doing there, sir? Yeah, like, yeah, a, like exactly. a southern, little, southern devil man. You don't really realize what, like, you say, oh, this is a nice guy. And then eventually he's like, uh, see, how much do you, how much value do you place on your soul? Mm. You're like, hmm, 
What if you could be the most famous actor in the world? Does that <laughs> prospect intrigue you? <laughs> could I offer you a first dose of Pfizer vaccine? <laughs> or perhaps Moderna is more your speed. <laughs> Wait a minute. So is the vaccine bad? Then you're confused. You don't know what's going on. You know, Johnson & Johnson has been reapproved. I got that if you want it. <laughs> um, well, I hope I don't... You know, that seems like a good version of the devil to see, honestly, is the the the, the kind southern gentleman devil. Yes. I feel like... I, I'm fine with that. I don't like uh, Pazuzu or the, the exorcist devil. I don't want to see uh, no. Reagan. I don't want to see Reagan. No. Is it Regan or Reagan? It's Reagan, right? I think it's Reagan. It's Ronald, it's like Ronald Reagan, I think basically. I think it's like I think it's like Ronald Reagan, yeah. Speaking of the devil. Speaking of yeah. pure evil. That's right. We hate to get political on this show. But Ronald Reagan, he might as well have been the real devil in my eyes. Well, I'm the devil. I knew it. I fucking knew it. <laughs> hey, uh. What's his wife's name? Hey, uh, Marth, Martha. Nancy. I'm just going to. Oh, okay. No, Nancy, gonna it's go. Nancy. Nancy Reagan. Not Martha. You're thinking of George Washington, the first president. I was actually thinking of uh, uh, Martha Kent. Oh, Clark Kent's mom. <laughs> Got it. Why did you say that name? <laughs> hey, Nancy, uh, turn the AC off. That's my, that's my, <laughs> my, my impression of. You hot fuck. You love it. <laughs> You can do a better Reagan than me. I've never really tried a Reagan before. Yeah, he uh, kind of sounds like this, I guess. Well, I'm Ronald Reagan. I don't know any of my phrases. Yeah. Mr. Gorbachev, <laughs> tear down this wall. That's one. Yeah. That's good. My brain is rotting, you see, so I've forgotten the things that I used to say, <laughs> except for, well. <laughs> this is good that the SNL off season, not even in the writer's room they were when they were trying to figure out what Reagan sounded like in 19 fucking... When did he go into office? Seven, early, late 70s? 81 80s? took office. Yeah, Red, won the 80 election, took office in 81. Hmm. Absolutely fucking demolished Mondale in 84. Nice try, Just Mondale. fucking shellacking. You look like a fucking... You look like a fool, Mondale, still. I won Minnesota. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. One state? <laughs> Fucking pathetic. <laughs> Wags, yeah. to Spoon Nation, uh, including those fools up in Minnesota. And here, <laughs> <laughs> here is a little drop. People are going to think we're right wing. We're not a right wing podcast. We're Why, because we're, we're Because we're making fun of uh, the Democratic candidate who lost to Ronald Reagan, who famously <laughs> completely dismantled public infrastructure in this country, crushed yeah. unions. And because we were also expressing skepticism about the vaccine earlier, you think, the, yeah. you think those two factors I, might make people think we're right wing? <laughs> Especially if they're listening to the podcast for the first time. Well, guess what? You're right. That's our new thing now. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here is a little drop, Wags. Oh, yeah. I'm the I'm the bad guy, Nick. I'm, I'm the, the bad, bad guy. guy. Durr.
Was that Franny at the end? Was it? We love our Franny. I, I think it was Franny. Wow. Hasn't been on the pod in a while. Come back, Fran. We love she'll Fran. Probably say, she'll probably text me to say no. Uh, she, Fran, we had on to discuss The Exorcist, which you were ta- we were talking devils wow. earlier, remember? That's right. Yes. How about that? Wow. All these Doughboy connections. It's almost like the devil is at play in this episode. Wow. But also, we're kind of like the num threeers of of podcasts, numbers. We're like the numbers of podcasts. Right. The show numbers. We're like the numbers of podcasts, wise. Num threeers, yes. Num threeers. That's what I called it. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> Nancy Reagan. Hello again. Joe from Bellingham, Washington here. I've been in Bellingham before. Wow. It stays, it stays light really late. I was there with Mookie. And mm-hmm. Betsy, who else was, damn it, who else was there? Was Nicole there? It was a good crew. It might have been Nicole. This was this was back in the day you were doing a UCB touring show. You were like, go to a a college and do improv. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a lineup kid, they were seeing back then. Back in like 2009 or whatever that is. Yeah, Mike Mitchell, Molasses Mookie. Boy, Alan McLeod. Oh, I'm sorry, Mookie Blakelock. I know Alan mm-hmm. would, would do it sometimes. Alan, I, I did I did it with Alan a couple times, yeah. Nicole Byer, Betsy Sodaro, seeing all these future stars up on the stage doing improv at your fucking college dorm. And a lot of them would be like, hmm, I'm not going to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you I could find, I'm going to, I'm going to find, I'm going to, I'm going to search by place. I'm going to find it. But look, you're trying to find pictures of this, of this trip. Mm hmm. You're trying to geolocate them. There's Washington, uh, but it's D.C. Uh. Mm. Anyways, that is, hello again, Joe from Bellingham, Washington here. My last drop, introduce you guys to the hip indie band, The Brawlers. Here's another banger. See y'all at the Seattle show. We made a joke about The Brawlers is what that is. Oh, what was, was that? Wait, what was that? What was the joke? Yeah. I, I know who was I know who was in I know who was who was up there with us. It was me, Betsy, okay. Mookie, Dave Tooney, friend of the show, Dave Tooney. Wow, Dave Tooney. What a lineup. We're gonna have Dave back. Good lineup. Um we, we, we didn't know any bands, so we I think we made up the brawlers. Oh, it was a fake Emma's nodding along. This was a fake band. Okay. Oh no, but I think by I think by Doughboy's lore it's real. We should we should say it's real. It's canon in our universe. Mm-hmm. Right. Wags, but I mean, it should look, there's just been a lot of bad stuff lately, and I feel like we're sad about it. And so uh, there was a hurricane, and then all this bullshit that went down in Texas. And then uh, Michael K. Williams passed away the other day. Just a, right, yeah. just a, just a shitty stretch of time yeah. here. And so we're bummed out and we're thinking about all of it. I like, uh, we, we don't record on, on, uh, on a regular basis where things are, are updated weekly, but we wanted to say that. Our hearts go out to everyone and everyone affected by that in Texas and everyone affected by the hurricane and to Michael uh, Kenneth Williams. That's all. Yeah, always a, a, a continuing torrent of bad news in this failed state in which we live. It's a bummer. But yeah, we hope everyone is is safe and sound and hanging in there. And hey, I hope maybe the podcast is giving you a little bit of comfort if you're dealing with something. Who knows? Or maybe you're hey, just like, hey, I things could be worse. I actually don't think it's that bad. I think it's actually pretty good. Oh, shit. Oh, no. I really We're lost. the... The Reagan seal of approval? <laughs> I lost how to do the accent already. All right, let's get our guest in here, for God's sakes. 
Yeah, after going through a raft of recent tragedies, let's introduce our guest. <laughs> We're actually very, very excited to have him. A writer and producer from Prison Break and Burn Notice, and now Turner and Hooch, which you can find streaming on Disney+. Plus. Mike Horowitz is here. Hi, Mike. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. Doing well. Thanks for being Thank here. Thank you so much for, for making time for us. Uh, Mike, uh, right off the bat, I have to say this because this is my first association with Turner and Hooch, and I know the series is... Uh, you know, a, a drive from the Tom Hanks movie, all, although it's a, it's its own thing. But the Tom Hanks movie back in the Turner and Hooch, I saw as a little boy, the first movie to make me cry. Oh yeah, it, uh, I cried at Turner and Hooch. Yeah, it breaks people. That the movie. Yeah. Our our show uh, hopefully is a little happier, uh, at least uh, at the uh, <laughs> endings of episodes. Every episode you cry as much as that. But also, I'm gonna say this, Mike. Nick hasn't cried since that movie. <laughs> that was my first and last cry. Um, I was I, uh, all the tears. Yeah. <laughs> Flushed them all out and was just like, oh, I'm okay from here on out. Hey, buddy. Uh, the, it, it was, because like there's a, I, I, I don't know, it's like, it's like, oh, there's a fun kids movie and then it has a very sad ending. Uh, Canine, the Jim Belushi movie, which came out at a similar time, has because that, that's just we all know how Hollywood works. There's like what you know, why do one thing if you could do two things at twice the cost? Um, they the canine was the same thing, it was like a cop and his dog partner, and they didn't get along, but it had like a happy ending. And I remember being like, canine is better because the because it's not sad, like that was just my kid brain's way of dealing with it. No, absolutely. We uh, went back and you know, rewatched Turner and Hooch the movie, uh, yeah, when you know, when I was uh, up for this job. And I was kind of shocked. I was like, are they really going to do this? Oh, wait, they yeah. do. They, they, they just yeah. uh, rip your heart in half. Yeah. It's yeah, really it's, sad. It's and, bummer. And, and, and I, like as a kid, I was like, I think even remember, I think as a kid being like, I shouldn't have seen this. It feels like something I shouldn't have seen happen. But then they do. They, there's a little puppy uh, hooch at the end. Yeah, and also there's fun. like a little, there's like a young Tom Hanks too. It's weird. There's a, a young puppy and then like a little young version of Tom Hanks. Yeah. He gets, so like, he gets reverse bigged at the end. Yeah. Yeah, really weird. I wrote twist that sketch, Wags. Little. I wrote <laughs> little for the birthday boys, thinking we could get Tom Hanks and Colin Hanks for an episode. Not gonna happen. Yeah. It's just, it's just not gonna it's, we're not gonna we're not gonna get either of them. That's a tough booking. It's a big swing. It was a big swing. It is. You gotta take them sometimes. Uh, Mike, I gotta ask you, you worked on prison break. Uh during our intro before we introduce you here, was there any time where you were trying to make a doughboys break where you thought you would escape from being on the pod? <laughs> Yeah, I was I was just really excited about my mom watching or listening to this. Uh, but but at least you know at least I got the devil episode. I'm I'm excited. <laughs> that is the issue. We actually were just talking about this on the last episode we recorded. Unlistenable for any uh, any family member. Like I don't want my mom to ever. She came to the sure. live show and I didn't like that she was at the live show. I just had to forget that she was there. Kind of you know I, I, it's, it's not good. She was ha- she was beaming. She was happy to see her boy up on stage in a crowd of uh, people, uh, 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 a, a, a dueling crowd. Wait, wait, how do you say that? A dueling? Adoring? 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 A- adulation. Is there a form of adulation oh. that's like adjuling, like I'm at like an active ver- I think version it of that? Been, I think you would have been right on if you said a drooling crowd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, adulating sounds bad. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, yeah, no, that was, she, it was a fun night, Wags, but it's a shameful show. We say stuff we shouldn't say. You know yeah. what? Everything, everything is kind of embarrassing if you show it to your mom. That's true. That's true. That is very true. 
She would. I, I remember my mom with we. I, I had a sketch show, The Birthday Boys. I mean, the listeners know this now, but I had a sketch show, The Birthday Boys, and I remember she would watch it and like she would tell her friends like she when she was telling her friends about it, she'd be like, "It's a little weird." She'd say that she'd always say, "It's a little weird." <laughs> and I'd be like, "All right, Ma, you don't have to say it's a little weird to everyone you show it to," because um, it's not our friend, our friend, past guest. Yeah, exactly. Our our friend, past guest uh, Lauren McGuire, who uh, she and I both worked on, uh, wrote for Comedy Bang Bang for a time. Mm. And she brought that up to, I believe maybe, it might have been a doctor or someone, or like, you know, like someone at a a salon or something. And it was just in the small talk of like, what do you do? And she brought, I was like, oh, I write for Comedy Bang Bang. And they just stopped. The person just stopped and said, that show is rude. (laughs) Ha! I mean, that's. I feel like that's the same thing people will think about our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> have you guys ever brought your mom to set? I mm. have brought my mom to set, and I, and I've like always tried to make sure that I wasn't filming something, because the last thing I want to do is like be acting and then like turn around and see my mom like staring at me, and I just feel I, I, it's 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 a, it would be a horrible experience. But she, I think she has gone to set and has seen yeah. stuff be filmed before. I've worked on a lot of studio shows, so it'll be like, hey, like, you know, like my parents would come and like sit in the audience. So it's a little bit of a different experience. It's not like there's a take and you're four feet away from an actor uh, st- standing behind a camera. You know, it's not quite the same thing. But but uh, Mike, you've experienced this. Bringing my mom to set. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's well, the, I mean, the main thing is, as you guys know about visitors on set is it's extremely boring after 15 minutes. Once yeah. you figure out, you know, where the food is and what's going on. Uh, it gets super dull watching take after take and then, you know, different setups. Yes. Yeah. I think that is, it's it's very hard to explain to like, you know, my mom or sister what I, like what it is that I do. So it is great for them to see a sneak peek. And then when we were doing Tomorrow War, that was cool that they came and, pr- and Pratt kind of waved at him. That was like a nice moment where they were like, oh, Pratt's waving at him. And, and was this at the, mo- the, while you were shooting something or was that this at the premiere? This is, no, this is at tomorrow while we were filming. I brought they came oh, down that's to Atlanta. Cool. I brought them to set, and then yeah, it was like the the scene where they come back from the future. Spoiler alert! Uh, mm. And they fall to wait, the they ground. Come, wait, so, they come back? Yeah. God damn it! Did you did you check out at a certain point in that movie, Wags? I, I watched some of it. <laughs> I saw the whole movie. It's a great action film. It's an original IP. I wish there were more like them. You know who else saw it? Someone I've been texting with lately, George Weiger. You saw I've been texting with my father. That's right. We mentioned this. On I've the been previous texting episode. with Wags' dad. Yeah, and he told me that he enjoyed the Tomorrow War. Okay, great. He said very scary. He said the aliens made me. Uh, he said practically made me piss myself, and I said that's crazy. <laughs> and then he said, "Ha ha!" But would it be gross if I really did? And I said, "I don't know." He said, well, I don't know either. And then that's the conversation kind of fizzled out there. But yeah, <laughs> sounds like him. Uh, so you mentioned being on set, Mike. What it like? OK, you're there. You're working these long days. Uh, there's a lot of downtime. There's a lot of snacks available. And this is a question I'm always curious to hear about people who, who work in the industry is like, what is your what is your snacking routine when you're when you're when you're there and you're you're captive and there's kind of no place you can go but exactly where you are and there's a whole bunch of free food you can gorge on. Yeah, I fairly early on I've just kind of decided that I can't just keep raiding crafty because then I would mm. die. So right. I just pretty quickly got to I'm just going to eat healthy things. Uh mm. and yeah, it's kind of boring. Uh but 
but that was that's kind of my rule because otherwise, uh, yeah, you're in for a long time. What what qualifies as healthy for you? You going for like uh, some you know celery sticks and a hummus hummus or what are you having exactly? Yeah, that's that's a mainstay. There's a lot of like acai bowl kind of kind of things uh, at at various sets. Uh, right. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Nuts, maybe. Yeah, yeah, some nuts, some fruit, sometimes. Yeah, and and then if you're if if you're filming somewhere where it's cold, which most of uh, the places where you know we shoot now are like the the Atlantas uh, in the winter or uh, Vancouver or something, then you start yeah. getting into the I just physically need to warm up uh, category right. of things. So yeah. that that gets you into your uh, your soups and your less healthy options. But uh, after about midnight, you just have to throw everything out. Mike, you, you you go on to a good point of Hollywood has become like kind of like a just like a, a hub where they shuttle you off to other places. They right. don't really film movies and TV shows much here anymore in Los Angeles. They just it's like a, it's like oh it, it like a, it's there's a tax break to shoot in the Arctic Circle, so we'll shoot yeah. there <laughs> instead of shooting anything in fucking Los Angeles, which is. That's I mean that's what the that's what Hollywood was for was to shoot movies and the, that's what there's all those sound stages there that's what it's for yeah because it looks like other places it it's it's yes. warm warm year round no absolutely right. there's a reason that it that Hollywood set here uh, or is you know was built here but uh but useless to one hour people uh in movies so yeah. uh but yeah that's that's why I get jealous of uh comedy writers sometimes to it I you know I've heard that it's actually legal to film your show in LA but I've never had one. <laughs> never get jealous of comedy writers. I feel like they all, anyone who's like staffed on a comedy show. Well, cause you know how it is. It just seems like hell on earth. There's, there's two good ones. Usually. What do you mean? Shows? Yeah. There's two good comedy shows going at one time. Maybe most of them. Yeah. Most of everything that's being made is bad and you know what you're working on is bad. And you're, so you're just sort of like, but I mean, that's, that's also a reality. I feel like of so much of in, in any sort of creative field. I mean, that's how I felt working in video games. It's how a lot of people felt in the video game industry feels like I'm working on this thing that I know is going to be bad. Mm. And there's only so much I can do with a small chunk that I have stewardship over that I have control over. Road to respect is a classic, but, um, the Sopranos, Sopranos. game. Road to Respect, a classic game. Full casted VO, so that is cool. I yeah. uh, and I think it maybe is canon. Don't they refer to it like in the Sopranos, like a uh, I don't know what it's called, like the Tony, yeah, they, Tony Wiki or whatever the fuck. It, they all have like funny names. They bring up Sopranos Road to Respect video game protagonist Joey Nails in in season <laughs> five. <laughs> Do they really? No, they don't. Oh, no, I'm glad they, they don't. The Gabagool Wiki. It's something like that. It's something stupid. <laughs> um, Mike, it's I'm probably like the, it, it might be like the Bada Bing, like Wiki. Or oh something. yeah, it feels like kind of. I actually do like or what, that. Or Satriali's. What was the? Is that the pork store? Yeah, Satriali's, which does exist, right? It is actually the or or maybe the place it was based on. Yeah, like uh, the the place that they first filmed in was actually like a meat shop. But Mike, I'm I'm with you when when going back to to sets. I, I don't like so many people are like, ooh, craft service, and that's fun. I don't even like craft service. There there are people who bring around like they'll bring around special stuff like you were saying, like I can't say it, but a, a side how do you say it? A side bowl? A side? I think it's a side, yeah. Okay. A side? Yeah. I had a acai vowel bowls? at the end that I thought was accuracy, but acai? I'm not sure. A side? Oh, was it acai? I don't know. It's got a little accent over the eye. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> acai bowls. But, but like they'll bring around stuff like that and like little smoothies and stuff like that. That is another part that people like there's there's craft service and then the 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 caterers or craft service people will bring around kind of like especially on on some nicer sets they'll bring around like little 
smoothies and stuff like on plates they'll they'll like they'll bring around like little things as snacks during the day but get rid of that table to me i don't need that table and so many people are like ooh the, the i don't need it i like the lunch of course i like a big lunch and i like a i like a i like a free lunch who doesn't like a free lunch but the table i don't need i don't need donuts and chips and shit sitting out i don't need that I will say, you know, when you work a job, that that there is a period where it feels like absolute heaven, and and because yeah. it is such a perk that you don't get in so many other lines of work, you know, where you've got to like you, you maybe sure. might maybe you get a free meal if you work in a restaurant, but uh, maybe not even that. But like you know, like if if you come from working office jobs with vending machines, uh, and then all of a sudden you've got like, wow, this shit is just free. I can just yeah. grab a soda and drink it and not have to pay a dollar out of my paycheck for it. Like that, that is, there is a period where that feels like heaven. And then you get, you start to get spoiled by it. And you're like, ah, this is just like empty calories I'm consuming that I fucking don't need in my life. I think crew likes it. I think it is a lot like a, like I think a lot of the crews and grips and stuff. I think. And so it's well, those guys that, are fucking, so. they're on their feet working all day. They're like moving shit around. You got to move like a fucking 30 pound light and like rig it. It's like, that's very different than like me sitting in a fucking folding chair trying to think of alts for you know uh what quirky job some like the 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 guest star had you know he's a a Uh, dog ball inspector that's good (laughs) (laughs) all right that's good that'll go in um that's the one to beat by the way mitch i looked up the i looked up the 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 sopranos wikipedia i have Mm. the name of it are you ready yep the sopranos wiki (laughs) classic i like yeah. it you know it's, it's I good there's more than one because there can be multiple ones um but that what a letdown yeah <laughs> mike i'm I'm curious so so going back to you know before you were uh, before you were working in this uh, in the industry and 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 even when you're just growing up like what are some of your favorite chains you seem like a guy who wants to 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 you know eat pretty healthy but like back in the day or even if you ever like you know veer off that path or, what are your indulgences what are you what are you craving yeah no i uh i well i grew up so i grew up in orange county uh, mm-hmm. so wow. we were, uh, we were a Carl's Jr. family, uh, wow, yeah. and, and I spent, uh, I was realizing the other day, I probably spent the better part of my seventh and eighth grade, uh, after school, uh, going to, uh, Carl's and sitting there and ordering like, you know, $3 worth of food with my friends and trying to stay there the entire time and feeling like persecuted by, by management, uh, for not being <laughs> excited that, that a bunch of preteens were hanging out there. Um, but, uh, so yeah, eat a lot of that, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of McDonald's, uh, more of a nuggets guy. Uh, and then, and then basically my twenties, my, which was my long dark period of writing script after script and, uh, being in debt, I, uh, was just into anything that was a good place to sit and write. So I was doing a lot of, uh, renting tables. So that got me into uh, whatever level of chain, you know, Cheesecake Factory is and things like that. Yes. Ah, uh, yeah. So I sort of decided that my time was worth, you know, $20 an hour. So if I spent $15 an hour uh, and then, you know, was writing the entire time, it was worth it. You're coming out ahead. Is is the, is, so wait, Cheesecake Factory, I, I, you know, obviously like I, and I love Cheesecake Factory. That's a platinum plate club chain here on the podcast. We've, we've had a, we've had a great time every time we've gone. Um, and I'll get that just for just for a fun indulgence. But I've I've never heard of anyone getting work done at Cheesecake Factory. You were able to just sort of post up and and just have the booth yourself and and work on your laptop for a bit. Yeah. Do you by any chance remember the one in Brentwood? 
that is no longer yes. there. But yeah, yeah the, for whatever reason, uh, nobody sat in the bar. So you could oh, sit there and you could get there whenever it opened and uh, nurse a tropical iced tea and then order, you know, something off the menu at some point, And that would give you about three hours of writing time. Uh, I used to love that cheesecake factory. We, I used to go all the. We used to go like when we had like a little bit of money to spend in in college, and then Nally and I, uh, uh, my my wife, would go in the the early point when we were dating. It was a great cheesecake factory. R.I.P. Man, I I don't even think I knew cheesecake factory existed at that point. Why? Because that was a wow a phenomenon I didn't even know of. But it it's funny to me that I mean it seems like a good place to do it. By the way, I wanted to say, Mike, that if the show The O.C. was more about teens hanging out in a Carl's Jr. and uh and and trying to stick around longer than they should. I think I would watch that show more than what it was about whatever that yeah. show was about. Yeah, we were we were living the dream. That's the real OC to me. Exactly. We've talked I mean, we've talked about this with our friend Jordan Morris who's also from Orange County and I'm I'm not from Orange County, but you know, I I spend a good amount of time in in Orange County cuz uh, Long Beach is just at the uh, just at the southern end of LA County. It's right on the border there. Uh, it's it, like you know the 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 outside image of Orange County is so informed by like the OC and like Laguna Beach that it's like this glamorous and there is that side of it there is the super rich hey fucking Ronald Reagan you know supporting contingent but there's also just kind of like wow. this you know working class uh, surfer dare I say dirtbag side for, to OC that's like really I, I don't know it's like it's like a really interesting side you never see portrayed in the media. I think mostly just because it's boring. We were in mm-hmm. it, we were in Anaheim and Garden Grove, so we're not. There's no right. surfing uh, happening there, and uh, it was just kind of solidly middle class suburbs. Yes, you know what? I've taken the trip to Garden Grove, much like Brad Knoll, uh, and it, it's 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 not a bad spot. <laughs> I uh, Mike, I got to ask you what you're sipping on too. Oh, this is uh, actually a tropical iced tea as well. Wow, wow, the tropical yeah. iced tea. I'm really, uh, yeah, selling tropical iced tea today. Well, I was, I was going to say, why? So you were going to say something I cut you off. What are you going to say before I get to my point? Just on the Cheesecake Factory Brentwood, I have a very That's strong memory. Uh, I have a very strong memory of the Cheesecake Factory Brentwood specifically. I was with a larger party, and we sat down, and uh, the Hootie and the Blowfish song, I Only Want to Be With You, was playing. Mm-hmm. And as it hit the chorus, our server arrived, and sang- singing along with the soundtrack went, I only want to be with you. Welcome to the Cheesecake Factory. I was like, this fucking rules. Oh, my this God. Is, this is so good. As good as Dear it gets. God. Yeah. Wow, that's a life highlight, eh? I mean, top top five. Did chains like that use... I, I know that, like, uh, California Pizza Cafe, Pizza Kitchen got worse. Yes. And mm. um, and she's and maybe Cheesecake Factory is a little worse, but I feel like that was just like the like early 2000s, maybe was just the banner, you know, era for those places. I feel like the for quality sure. was so was so good for yeah. sure. And, and you know, that was they yet to be kind of usurped by like the, you know, like the gastro pubs and the local farm to table restaurants that kind of, you know, mm. it that was a time when that was the, the nice restaurant that you would go to in town. Uh, it, hey, it, Brentwood, the fucking one of the, uh, the fanciest, richest areas in L.A., if not the country. You know, there's a fucking cheesecake factory that was thriving there and that eventually couldn't do business anymore. But I do I say the, the end of my rant is just going to say I think that Cheesecake Factory is still about as good. I, I think I think they haven't really dropped off in quality. They're, they're still pretty good. Yeah, I've not gone and been disappointed. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, but I, I normally just order, you know, kind of a rotating, you know, small uh, list of things there. So it's 
that menu is so enormous that 50% yes. of it could drop off and I wouldn't even know. Right. From from the first time I've had it till now, I do think that wags. Well, I think you're right. They're still pretty good. I mean, they're still good. They're I shouldn't say pretty good. They're still they are still good. The, the quality hasn't dipped. Not that I can see, at least not that I've that, not that I've noticed. But my thought was is that it's a good place to write just because it's so huge. Because it feels mm. like a part of those those chain restaurants that were like in the real estate market. Like just the one in the Grove is is such a fucking huge. It's so where big. we met. Where we met to to discuss the first Doughboys, where we where to we came up with the of this idea. Podcast. We were at the Cheesecake Factory, but I, and I was like, oh yeah, like we went late afternoon, and, and Mike, that makes sense because I'm like, there were right. empty, there were just empty. T- it's just so cavernous and huge that you can yeah. probably sit there all day and not even be noticed. Um, so that so that makes that the real estate world of of, of fr- fast food kind of gone now. People don't really want to eat there right like if you if like it is more like gastro pubs or, or, what, what, or wait what do you mean by the real estate world you mean like they're just like gigantic dining rooms yeah they they, mm. they, they they don't it's you don't see that as i mean like it's just the thing of pizza hut going away and a lot of other places like i feel like a lot of places like taco bell is just doing like they're doing a drive-through thing now yes and they're they're trying to reinvent the drive-through and i feel like the wendy's on vermont even like it seems like a more streamlined less dining room sort of thing. Like I, I don't think people are sitting down and eating in a lot of these places anymore. I don't know if that's the same deal with cheesecake factory, but yeah, it's pretty tough to judge in a pandemic. So it'll be interesting right. a year from now to see if people that's true. go back to, yeah. yeah. Uh, I do. I do think to your point, Mitch, that like, for instance, Starbucks consciously mm. keeps their, 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 uh, you know, their dining area is pretty small. Like they're there, mm. you know, you see it go to a Starbucks and it's just fucking swarming. It could be as big as an old school pizza hut, but they'd rather have like two Starbucks in the same neighborhood than have one giant Starbucks. Cause that doesn't feel like the brand anymore. Mm. Fuck Starbucks. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not being pro Starbucks. I'm just saying there's a strategy there. It we support sounds, small sounds, businesses like the Cheesecake Factory. Exactly. <laughs> it sounded like a little pro Starbucks to me. Uh, <laughs> Mike, what do you? What do you? What, what do you? So you're, you eat healthy, and you, you mentioned. Oh, sorry, uh, I don't. I don't eat healthy. I, I just oh, eat right. healthy while I'm on <laughs> while I'm on set because okay, yeah. it's one of those. I also decided that a while like I used to review uh, movies uh, terribly uh, when I was in college. And I decided that I can't eat at, while I'm at the movies every time because that would be a disaster too. If it's just right. a small, like yeah. I just have to draw like a hard line. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 that is my issue. Every time I go to a movie, I want, and I'll, I'll get a diet coke, but I want a coke and I want a popcorn with butter. Like that's what I. Yeah. That's and I go to the movies a lot, at least before the pandemic. It's like the thing that I like to do the most. And you just can't, you can't, you can't be eating that liquid butter, Wags. You just can't do it. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, as we, we've discussed, I'm a popcorn skeptic. I'm not someone who likes popcorn, but I will. But I will Such do. Bullshit. I will do nachos, and I love movie nachos. You were just, ta- just you were just ta- you, you were just texting about nachos the other day. You, I was you, texting you, about the, the this is my 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 and, and sorry to cut you off, but but I think we're about to say the same thing, which is that the my case is that the AMC nachos are as those nachos go are superior to other offerings because they give you two cheese cups by yep. default. You don't have to ask, ask for an extra cheese cup. Yeah. Well, yeah, the last thing you want is is some dry chips and no cheese no. left over. That's a bummer. No. Yeah, all about the ratio. Yeah. Yeah. You said you you were saying that the the AMC nachos are the supreme nachos, right? You say there's no other movie nachos that are better. 
contrasting them with, say, the Cinemark nachos. Cinemark, mm. another chain that's out here. It's just like the Cinemark, you get one cup and maybe you get some jalapeno slices on the side. And I like that because I'm something of a heat seeker, but I'd rather have that second cup of cheese. Mm. One yeah, wags, two cups. An old reference, an old, isn't that an old, isn't that, wasn't that two girls, oh, two girls, one cup. That was like 2007, I think. That was so long ago. Most listeners aren't even, weren't even alive. (laughs) Don't Google that. Yeah. Don't look that up. If you're not sure what it is, don't use Bing videos to look that up. You won't be happy. (laughs) Mike, I was going to ask you, what's your, what's your normal go-to for breakfast? We're talking Starbucks. Great question. We're talking, we're talking, we're talking about a breakfast chain today. Right. Uh, and and so what's your what's your normal are you like just a black coffee guy or do you get a, something like a little bite to eat or what's the deal so i'm a huge so this is more on the can't do this every day f- front but uh mm. you know la has unbelievable breakfast burritos so yeah. i have oh yeah uh, i have worked extensively on trying you know 100 plus uh restaurants for their breakfast burritos uh so and put together my own my own list and uh as i dork out uh, wow. But, but I would like to not ever do that more than once or twice a week. Uh, right. So then that uh, so then, you know, kind of some some kind of eggs I need. I generally need protein to keep me uh, going until lunch. And uh, and then, yeah, um, I'm trying to think, yeah, coffee, cold brew, if if it's above, uh, you know, 65 or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What what's your what's a, let, let's talk breakfast burritos for a second. What do you like in a in a good breakfast burrito? So, uh, I think I, it's all to me. It's all about the texture. It's got to be you. It's got to have a, like some contrast in the texture. So, uh, so that's why a lot of the time you know hash browns are important or something like oh, that. Yeah. Maybe bacon. Yep. Give, uh, and it's got to be breakfasty. I've I've disqualified some for being uh, not not eggy enough or yeah. not generally in that category. Um, I agree with that. I think it's got to be egalitarian. Like I don't, uh, there are some that I like a lot that are $12 or something, but Mm -hmm. I think uh, generally, you know, breakfast burritos are for the people. Yes. And, uh, and then I think uh, the tortilla, uh, I think they got to go back to the grill. So uh, it's, it's all about the tortilla um, being, you know, appropriately grilled. Right. So those are a few things. You 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 brought up you brought up two points with me with breakfast burritos that are one I do like hash browns like I like a crunch and a potatoey crunch, but oftentimes when you when you get the potato in the in the breakfast burrito it's just over potatoed you get an over potatoed breakfast burrito it's yes. potatoed out and you can't and then because of that you can't really taste the eggs but also what like you were saying you this great point is that like you'll get one that has like chorizo in it and eggs and then. You're reading it. And you're like, it just feels like I'm eating a chorizo burrito. It doesn't feel like I have any eggs in here. The eggs are an afterthought. Which to me, I, I I'm with you. I think that like the eggs and cheese have to be like a strong factor in the in a breakfast burrito. Which I think a lot of the times with a lot of these places, they're kind of afterthoughts. Now you made this list. I want to hear. I want to hear some of the top ones that you got ranked. Because I because uh, uh, should I uh, pull up my. Please, uh, dear God, I would love it. Yeah, yeah, please bring up this list. Okay, I actually, right. I already already hacked into your computer, so my my LA, <laughs> see you this LA. list. Yeah. Okay. Good. Great. Great. Let me know. <laughs> so I don't I don't actually go uh, by like I don't have a top one. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife was uh, frustrated because I do have numbering here, but it's just within the categories. 
So anyway, my uh, my my top ten, I think, for LA currently would be Tacos Via Corona over in Atwater. Yeah, I think the Rooster's great. Cilantro Mexican Grill, you know where that is? It's in the mm-hmm. Chevron over in North Hollywood. It's unbelievable. That's right. Yes, uh, Aztec uh, La Azteca. Then low key burritos, the truck. I think uh, Cassell's hamburgers, surprisingly good. Uh, oh, that is wow. a good one. All right. Tacos to Madre, uh, Electric Owl, Lucky Boy in Pasadena. Lucky Boy's big. And Great White over in uh, Venice. Wow. Great wow. White. There's is, is it the Great White Hut? Is that what it's called? Because there's a Great no, White Hut. And- no, it's, yeah, I know, I know you're, you're talking about the Glendale one. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't believe they have anything to do with each other. Okay. No. The, the the tacos via Corona on on in Atwater, correct? That I've had yeah. that one before, and it's it is it is really fantastic. It's really really good. Um, but breakfast burritos again, going back to a set thing. You get to set as as an actor at least, and they're like, "Do you want a breakfast burrito?" Like they offer you food in the morning, and that's the thing for me, which is like the hardest to say no to because, and I want it really bad because they're usually really good. Like that, you know, they have like their their caterers make up a the like a food truck basically, and they'll cook up a breakfast burrito. But then you just gotta you gotta bomb, and you're you you, you gotta it's a it's a it's a it's a gut bomb. At least for for me, yeah, I'm gonna, yes. like I'm no, yeah. I know at some point I'm gonna have to use the bathroom, and I'm on set, and I'm now wired up, and I'm like, if I I need to eat lighter than that, I can't do the I can't do the breakfast burrito, but I want it more than anything. It's always what I want when I go yeah. To I set. think I think you just gotta say yes to it, and then just maybe throw half away, which sounds terrible. But yeah. but mm. the the other glorious thing about breakfast burritos is they travel. So it's because it's going to be like, you know, half an hour or 45 minutes until some PA gets you your breakfast burrito Mm -hmm. and that and you have a chance at it being good at that point. Anything else is going to be terrible. The the Uh, PA who has he's carrying like 39 breakfast burritos. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that the only thing you can do is just I kind of go veggie at a certain point because just otherwise that just slightly improves what you're eating. Uh, going back to your list, because I, 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 tacos to Madre, it sounded familiar to me, and I looked it up, yeah. and I was like, oh, yeah, wait, I have had this one. I've had their breakfast tacos, but their breakfast burrito has something, you're talking about potatoes and the texture in them, has tater tots in it, which is like, you know, unconventional, but gives it a nice little crunch, a little Christmas. That's a good crunch. No, I, yeah, yeah, I think I think that is a is a great sneaky move that a lot of places do. Uh, yeah, for, exactly for the crunch, but not too overpowering. Also, at tacos to Madre, uh, you should, I, I think... They're way better if you sub out their cheese. They have another cheese there, the queso panello, I think. Okay. As I met, met, probably massacred how I said that, but uh, but anyway, <laughs> it's pretty fantastic. Is it, your your list, I'm just I'm impressed because it's like it's you're like hey, bre- best breakfast burritos in LA, but this is like a sprawling geographic area. Like you you're talking yeah. about stuff from Venice to North Hollywood. We're we're covering like you know. Uh, 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 we're talking we're talking 90 minute drives over some of these spans you know we're going all the way to pasadena so you 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 did your homework yeah i but i still have a lot more homework to do and uh there are a ton more the la times just came out with a list like bill addison's list and infatuation's got one and there's a bunch of great ones that uh yeah. that have and in it you know the pandemic has not slowed down the proliferation of breakfast burritos so uh there are plenty of great ones to try and and in all directions. Yeah, and if you are looking for breakfast burrito guidance in the City of Angels, uh, uh, beyond Mike's list, uh, our friend Farley Elliott, past guest of the show, uh, uh, coming back on the show real soon, hopefully, has a 20 essential breakfast burritos in L.A. 
uh, that he published in 2020. So it should be still wow. pretty current. Um, but yeah, there's there's no shortage, no shortage of good ones. Wags, well, you know what? Know who has a good one? I think Oaks Gourmet, right around the corner from uh, from uh, UCB, from the UCB Theater. That's you right. Go, you go, you go there early. I mean, if you're over there early enough for a breakfast burrito, there's something wrong. You got to do some sort of rehearsal or some sort of practice group at fucking nine in the morning or something terrible. Be let into the theater, do comedy for people at at ten thirty a.m. Uh huh. And then you go around the corner, you get yourself a little uh, Oaks Gourmet Burrito. And I like that because it's got runny eggs. It's got yes. like a little bit of runny eggs. And you get some yolk going. So, yeah, it's a good one too. That is, a, yeah, that is a, you get the, the, like the over medium eggs. I'm also, I'm like, I'm, I'm looking through Farley's list. And this is a place that uh, my lovely wife, Natalie, introduced me to the Chori Man. Oh, yeah. I need to go. Which is down to... in San Pedro. Yeah. Chori yeah. Man's got a, got a, got a really good one. Um, what is the Chori? Yeah, no shortage man? options. It's like, yeah. it, it's a portmanteau of chorizo and man. Oh wow! Well, it sounds Tory like man. a horror movie in many ways. It, it also is a Korean horror movie. <laughs> the Chori Man like lives off death and anger or whatever. Yeah, that sort of <laughs> eats children's souls. <laughs> uh, and he has a taco shop. Well, look, we could talk breakfast burritos all day, but we have donuts to get to. We're gonna take wow. a break, and we'll be back in Donut Country with more Doughboys. That's my country. Mitch, my friend, you ever walk in a store and have no idea what wine to get? Yeah, every time. Me too. And I love wine. That's why I love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Wow. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet. So you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price you'd normally pay in stores. Wow. How do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-your-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would pay in-store. By cutting out the traditional retail middlemen costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. As a result, you'll get exclusive access to hundreds of top-quality award-winning wines at huge savings, making Naked Wines perfect for any type of wine drinker. Hey, you know what I love about Naked Wines? What's that, Wags? They have a lot of my favorite varietals. In fact, my favorite wine Naked Wine sent me was the Cabernet Sauvignon. The wine is so good, and it's such a good deal. Wow, Wags. You know, it's not a huge wine drinker. They sent me a few different wines, and it was fun for me to taste different types of wines and types. And you know what? It's helping me to learn. You might all of a sudden be like, hey, I like a Chenin Blanc. I didn't know I was going to like that. Wags, I'm learning. That's that's huge for you. Naked Wines has been around for over 10 years and funds over 90 independent winemakers. With no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. Wow. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker. So we're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash doughboys and click enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in doughboys for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. That's nakedwines.com slash doughboys and use the code and password doughboys and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash doughboys, code and password doughboys for $100 off your first six bottles. Easy peasy. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. 
Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back to Doughboys. We're here with our guest Mike Horowitz discussing this week's chain. Winchell's Donut House, founded in Temple City, California in 1948, merged with Denny's in 1967, and later sold to Yum Yum Donuts in 2004, peaked at over 1,000 locations in the 80s, but now is down to around 170, somewhere in that neighborhood. Whoa. So it's kind of had a, a bit of a hard fall. This is, that's, that's, all of this, all of this is news to me. The fact it's a, that it's it, a, Den, yeah. they, what, Denny's bought it at one point? Denny, it, it it bought Denny's. It was this it big. It bought Denny's. Uh, it acquired Denny's. Yeah, Winchell's was huge. So what? the the I, I talk about this in my intro a little bit, but the founder of Winchell's was like a this this entrepreneur who, uh, you know, he basically was just like looking for a business, and he just was like, "Hey, donuts, that'll work." It's not that he had a passion for donuts. He was like just an opportunistic sort of like this is a this is a a, a slice of the market that I can like carve out for myself, and and he was very successful with it. Uh, and, uh, and the company under his leadership was like successful, but then he eventually retired and started breeding racehorses. And when he did that, it, like the company kind of, you know, receded a little bit that combined with, I think that, you know, Dunkin' Donuts, Krispy Kreme didn't used to be out here. I mean, Mike, you know, this from mm-hmm. growing up out here, those yeah. came around in like after the 20th, the 21st century. So that Winchell's kind of had this market all to itself. It was like Winchell's and yum yum for a long time. And um, I, I think that I think that competition, and then also just people just kind of generally not wanting dessert for breakfast anymore because people are are mindful of what they eat. I think that the, all those factors were kind of tough for it. So, so Yum Yum bought Winchell's eventually. Yum Yum bought Winchell's in two thousand four when it was really strong. Wow. Yeah, that's really wild to me. But, I mean, like, yeah. yeah, when they when Denny's was involved, was that a weak point for Denny's? Because it feels like to me, Denny's is massive. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Denny's had a little bit. Of, uh, Denny's had Denny's has had some struggles over the years, and I think this was maybe at one of their low points. That's and Winchell's actually me. revived them a little bit. Well, Winchell's and Yum Yum seem so different to me. I said this to 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 Mike when we we uh, we had we had lunch recently, and and I was saying to you that Win, uh, Winchell's to me feels like like a if if Quentin Tarantino put Winchell's in one of his movies it would feel like a appropriate it feels like a very right socal classic donut shop like it feels like in boogie nights like when uh when that when that guy gets shot and don and and john Cheadle like oh yeah gets to take the money mm-hmm. like that feels like a winchell's to me i don't even know i think it is just like an la donut shop but it feels like a winchell's winchell's ha- like when i think of la like california donuts which there are a lot of great local donut shops that 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 people love, and but but to me it feels like, oh, this this is like originally what Winchell's was intended for. But you saying Wags that it was just an entrepreneur trying to make money is funny to me because it feels like such a like an earnest. This is a little donut shop, and we care about the donuts type of place. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it it does feel like that, and maybe it turned into that. Maybe he developed a passion for it. Certainly, you know the 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 Winchell the man was was a good businessman at least so Mm -hmm. and the heir to the winchell fortune karen winchell was my boss when i was a cbs page wow karen winchell karen winchell was my boss at cbs she was a head she was head of the page program 
when I was over That's there amazing. working on fucking Price is Right and One Life to Live or whatever the hell, whatever soap opera they shoot there. Um, she had to work? She, she, had, she was working. <laughs> I don't know if she had to work, but she yeah. was working. She chose yeah. to work. Wow. Mitch, Mitch, I gotta, I gotta ask. Mm-hmm. Was she kind of a Karen? Why? She kind of was a Karen in many ways. Wow. I mean, she, she was nice to me, but I think that yeah. she uh, would like yell at people. <laughs> mm. Um, but she was nice. She was nice to me. Uh, I've never been. I, I'll say this as someone who's been to when been going to Winchell's since the eighties. Uh, I don't feel like I've ever been inside a Winchell's that's been remodeled. They all feel like they, they, they all, all feel, feel like fucking old and dated. Yeah. 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 Which I kind of like, but it seems I like, like the it world, too. it's the, the, this is, it's a funny thing to, to me. Dano and I were, were talking about this of like, uh, there's the ice cream shop, uh, the ice cream parlor in, in Quincy, which is a Brigham's. And he was like, I'm so shocked that like hipsters never appropriated that. And not that he was bad mouthing hipsters or everyone relax, but, uh, he was just like, I'm shocked that yeah, like no take one take it easy. He wasn't bad mouthing <laughs> hipsters. No one freak Relax, out. Hipsters. Yeah. Uh, if sir, hipsters relax, but but it's that sort of thing of like, he's right. I'm like, and that's kind of how I feel about Winchell's, where I'm like, oh, the like it feels like 80s and it feels like kind of a thing that like people should embrace, but it I don't know if people do. I mean, I know that they get business, obviously. But from what I from what I could gather from it, and I don't know, Wags, if you have any more background on this, but it feels like a lot of Winchell's really cater to the Latino community, which I think is is great. At least it, it, the one I went to, it for sure like uh like uh, just even some of the offerings on the menu and stuff. And 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 if it, 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 it and, uh, Los Angeles has a very large Latino population, and I know that that's just a part of it. But uh, when I went in there, it was a uh, you know like Spanish speaking, and 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 a lot of the customers were Latino. And I don't know if if that's something that has has uh, it's always been that way or if it's it's something that's more recent or or what the deal is but um, uh, yeah it's certainly not in like the company's dna is like a strategy it wasn't like that was sure but i think that's just sort of kind of over over time it's because like to what you're saying it just reflects the population of the city and yeah. southern california and so so i mine was because i went like middle of the day and it was mm-hmm. it was busy uh like like even at, like whatever it was like afternoon and there were still like a lot of people kind of coming in and, and out of there more so than I would like, because I actually sat down to eat at one point and then there were more, there were more people that came in. Cause I thought I had it to myself, which I did yeah. for about 10 minutes. And then people were coming in and out a lot after that. I, I just want to clarify, cause you're recording from your mom's basement in Quincy, Massachusetts, which you were, which is where you live. Uh, mm. But you, the Winchell's you went to was not in Quincy. It was in LA. It was in L.A. Of course, there's no yeah. Winchells in Quincy. They're, yeah, they, they no one they, would dare compete with Duncan. Yeah, you, you well, there there is donut. I, I actually there is Donut King, uh, which which was my sister, like one of my, and that is like that to me feels like a Winchell, like it's an old school donut shop, and my sister loves it, and it has great donuts, but it like does it the old school way. And I will say the Winchells I went to, it did it it, it had that vibe to it. There was like a you could make the don't like they made the donuts next to. Like there was the donut baking area next to the actual restaurant. Like you could see inside where they yes. were making donuts, yeah. which is great. That's its advantage over like a Dunkin' is that it's like it's like oh they're actually making the donuts here. They're not getting them shipped from a you know like a factory that's supplying them. Uh, I I, I want to say a, or, or like a, you know like one bakery that's serving like thirty of these different local outlets. Mm. I, you you met you said Donut King. I have to say this also in my intro. 
Winchell the man was nicknamed the Donut King wow. and famously owned a horse, a champion racehorse named Donut King. <laughs> Is that true? It's absolutely true. Wow. <laughs> uh, very much a man of the people, naming his horse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After himself. <laughs> Enforcing his wife or his daughter to go work and uh, run the page program. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know how she was, but she was a, she was a, she was a Winchell. I know. Maybe she just was yeah. a Winchell. Yeah. It could have just been the name. Uh, Mike, are you? Page rumors. <laughs> are are you uh it seems like you lean towards the savory side for breakfast which i do as well but do you ever indulge in a donut yeah i i i know obviously uh i've given this some thought because uh you know the 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 assignment uh is winchell's uh and it's it's funny actually because i i feel like it, it's interesting to hear that there are places in the world that don't have winchell's because they were so mm. ubiquitous in orange county when i grew yeah. up that i just sort of feel like that's what a donut tastes like and uh, mm. I think it was, you know, uh, Paul F. Tompkins on your show who was sort of uh, complaining about something that tastes exactly like it did when he was a kid, um, which I thought was an advantage of uh, fast food. But right. uh, but Winchell's just is the taste that I expect a standard donut to be. And so. Um, so, yeah, no, absolutely. I've I've uh, partaken in uh, donuts uh, at times. And uh, yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm I'm also, you know. Uh, hipsters did appropriate uh, donuts in general. And, That's true. you know, all mm -hmm. the, I feel like they're all, uh, you know, Portland, Oregon uh, chains of the sidecars and the blue stars and the voodoos. And those are fantastic uh, in their own way. Yeah. Yeah, those are those are good, but it's also like you're, you know, you're spending five, six dollars on a donut. It's kind yeah. of absurd. Yeah, you'd never do that every day. No. But, but I also, I also realized that a, my donut consumption has a lot to do with my coffee consumption in life mm. because I, for whatever reason in my twenties, I didn't really drink coffee. Uh, mm. so I, cause I kind of think donuts without coffee are terrible. You really just wow. need, you need to like cut the, cut the sugar, especially, you know, in the morning right. and the combo I think is pretty good. Uh, you know, even, even early, but, uh, but without coffee, it's just a sugar bomb. Yeah, when I when I was a kid and I'd have donuts and those were always a treat on Sunday, um, usually from like a local like independent place, uh, but the the just like a local small business, uh, the you know, the pink box donuts. And you remember that getting mm -hmm. those, those pink box donuts? Uh, yeah, and and I always remember having like milk with it. Like I can't just like I need to drink something that's not super sweet. You know, before I was drinking coffee, and nowadays, absolutely, it's it, it's it, whenever I have a donut, any time of day, I gotta have a cup of coffee with me. I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Mitch, you're not I'm a coffee drinker, but do you I'm dunk? still not a coffee guy? Um yeah. I never it's funny, I've never really I don't think I've ever dunked my donut. And and I know it's Dunkin' Donuts, but I don't think I've ever done mm -hmm. it. Right. I don't think I don't think I've ever done it before. How about a basketball? Uh, you ever throw down I've a never, sick jam? <laughs> I've never dunked a basketball. <laughs> You've seen me. You've seen what I am. You think I've ever dunked any? You know that was my. I was terrible at that. I, I've I've grown up to love basketball. I love yes. I love basketball, but I was I was horrible at it. I was bad at all sports, Wags, besides baseball. That's why I'm I'm in, in com. I can't do anything. Well, I did. I mean, I heard a rumor that you rode crew in college. Actually, though, <laughs> I mean, were you maybe good at that? Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> I don't know. I just I, I've never heard it from you, but I just kind of heard. Kind of read it out there. 
I rode crew in college. Wow. And guess what? (laughs) I was bad at that, too. They wanted a big, chunky guy that they had to fucking, my seven other guys had to fucking (laughs) roll me around. (laughs) Sucked. Sucked for everybody. Well, they were like, if the uh, if the boat ever capsizes, your head will keep us afloat. <laughs> Just gonna be bouncing there like a buoy. That did happen one day. There was there was, like there was a big wake, and the other the other crew boat got it snapped in half. Wow! On, uh, on Lake Cayuga, unfortunately, my boat didn't. We had to like sprint back to try to get help to tell the it sucked. Yeah, I wish I, I was saying I, I wish I was in the water. It seemed more fun to just be in the water. <laughs> Snapped in half is is crazy. Was that? Yeah. What caused yeah. that? Uh, it was it was awake from like a big boat, and 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 I remember like my crew coach was was pissed off because it was like a huge wake from a boat, and then you know like the the when the the boats hit it the wrong way, so they went up and then they went back down, and then the other oh, yeah. the other wave took it and snapped the boat in half. Snapped it and snapped Man, it right in intense. two. Wow. Yeah. Ward Romer, great guy, great crew coach. He, that was my that was my freshman year crew, crew coach, Ward. Cornell guy, but he like kind of hated Cornell. He's like a former Cornell guy and then he hated Cornell. And he and he and he was a coach of crew at Ithaca. Great guy. Wow. And at the at the end of the year, he's like, he's like, we did a lot of great stuff this year. And he was like, and look at Mike. Mike like lost weight. That was kind of like one of his <laughs> rundowns. <laughs> that was one of the highlights of the year. It's like this guy's not as fat anymore. He's 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 lost a little bit of weight. I'm gonna That's be impressed nice. if you if you transition this all the way back to donuts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we would, here's the thing: is that there was there was Ithaca bagels nearby. There, like, but to me, post because we would have morning practices. This is the thing with donuts for me: is like I'm never really craving it. Like I wanted like a hot either like a bagel sandwich or to go back to the cafeteria at Ithaca and get like. A bunch of eggs and bacon and and like yeah you know, whatever and, and uh-huh. potatoes. I was, I and and but not to say that Winchell's doesn't offer that because Winchell's offers a bunch of that stuff too, which I which I also had no idea of is that they 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 offer uh, plenty of things beyond just donuts. Yeah, well, the and I and I think that 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 actually leads up to one of my thoughts on on Winchell's, which is that I think they're trying too much. Like mm. their menu has gotten so big now, it's so sprawling, and there's so many new items. There are at least three different items there that that had like new on it, like and, and like pizza they didn't used to offer, bowls oh. they've got like like protein yeah. bowls, they've got salads now, um, mm-hmm. they've got you know they've got all these different smoothies. Clearly, like some of the stuff is also a pain in the ass to make. You can tell without even ordering it that like they're not really set up to have pizzas here, but they're just going to figure out how to do it with their like microwaves or whatever they've got in their in their kitchen. But it's like they, you know, still what they do best is donuts and coffee, but their menu has gotten so far away from that. That said, let's get into our orders. So your location was hopping. Mitch, my location was pretty dead. I went to a West LA location mid morning. Mm-hmm. I'll say I'll say my thought on. My thoughts on this particular Winchell's is that it was a microcosm of where the food service industry is right now, which is that, you know, there's this labor shortage. There was only one person working um, all over the, the, you know, there's all these new items. And then there's also all these signs for now hiring all positions. Like they're clearly like trying so hard to find anyone who can, who will, is willing to work there. Um, and then they were also, you know, there's the, there's all these supply issues right now. Uh, they were out of stock of a bunch of stuff. In fact, when I got mm. in there, there's one other customer in line in front of me. He ordered three different sandwiches in succession. And each one he ordered, they were out of. 
And then at some point he was just like, okay, well, all right, thanks. And then just walked out of there. It's just Yikes. like they, you know, they didn't have chicken salad. They didn't have tuna salad. They didn't have turkey breast. You know, they, they were just out of a bunch of stuff and it didn't seem like they were getting it anytime soon. So it's a, uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of a, a bummer for that reason. That said, the person who helped me out was great. And she was, uh, she was a delight. Um, I tried a few different things. I, I, I guess let's start with donuts. Cause this is a donut place. This is their moneymaker. This is why this business is still hanging around. I, I got a, I got a standard glazed. And agree with Mike. This was just a this was just a bite of a memory. This just took me back in time. This is like this is what a Winchell's da- glazed donut tastes like. Tastes exactly the same as I've had at any point in my life. Did you like start? Did you start like Gaga and gooing in the uh, in the restaurant? Yeah, I regressed to infancy, and then uh, she was <laughs> like, "Sir, you got to mop that up." <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Down on all fours, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Covered with gunk. Um, I also uh, I, I got Natalie a, a she requested specifically a chocolate frosted cake donut with peanuts. So this is like the the cake wow. is not the not the cho- not the devil's mm-hmm. food. It's like the cake donut with the the chocolate frosting oh, on God. top and peanuts. Uh, and she loved it and she thought it was great and and I liked it as well as like this is a good solid donut. And I also got what is for me one of my tests of of a place's donut proficiency, which is the maple bar, one of my favorites. Great maple bar. Great maple mm. flavor, great texture. It was just like it's like this is exactly what I want uh, from this tier of donut from this from this sort of price point. I, I thought the donuts were great, uh, Mister Slice. What did you get donut wise? Well, I got a lot of stuff, Nick, and uh, I, so I went to the. I had to get my car fixed because it, 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 there was a recall on my car. What the hell is he doing? What are you doing? You my are chair. you going to get a chair? Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, and you, you started walking off. I can stand or sit at my setup, and I, it mm-hmm. helps for me to, to stand for a while because of my lower back, and then I just got tired of standing, Ooh. so I grabbed my chair. I don't like it. If you, um, if you hadn't called attention to it, the listeners would never know. Those freaks well, now, would have no idea. Now they know your little <laughs> secrets. You can't be doing this shit. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta be, you gotta be, you gotta be forward about this stuff with me too, because I don't know where you're you're going off. You're you're running off mid record. You're 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 running to the back of the room. I don't get what's I happening. I reached behind me to grab a chair. Yeah, and I don't that know was in your doing. field of vision. What did you think I was doing? <laughs> something like you did on the Winchell's floor or something. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I, uh, so I went, to, I went to this, uh, so I had to get my car, my car had a recall, uh-huh. my, uh, my, my Altima. So I brought it up to the yeah. Universal City Nissan. You know which, who else has a recall? Is, Gavin Newsom. <clears throat> Ooh. Which we voted yes on. We voted, <laughs> we voted for him to be recalled. <laughs> okay. Karen. Not right wing. Yeah. yeah. Not, not a conservative Just podcast. Just right in, right in Karen Winchell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we wrote in Karen Winchell. <laughs> You'd be a tyrant. Um, so I'm like, okay, I'm I'm up at Universal City Nissan, which, by the way, is I, I it was like one of these things where I need to get my oil changed, and I had a I had a, a, a I got a flat tire, so I had to get a new tire. And I'm like, I'm gonna leave this place like spending a thousand dollars, which was the case because Universal Jesus Christ sucks. It suck. They suck. You go to the uh, fucking dealer. I mean, that's just uh, I, I, I had to, I had to go to the dealer because of the recall. I had to. Go. I get it. And so. Anyways, Thanks, Newsome. I, w- <laughs> I was up there and I was like, there's got to be a Winchell's around, right? There's Winchell's all over the place. Uh-huh. I was trying to go like north, you know, like, you know, I'm up in North Hollywood. And so the closest one was for me, not going back down into this, into the city was, was in 
was up in in San Fernando. It was it was on Brand Boulevard in San Fernando. Um, in Wags, I gotta say, the 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 service was great. I I, yeah. I was I, I talked to a woman there who was was helping me out, and she was great. And I did get myself uh, I think a half dozen donuts. Um, they were all they were all pretty good. I I, I got to go back over it, but I also got myself an apple fritter. Mm-hmm. Um and uh and and uh a couple filled donuts. The filled donuts were were not my favorite. There was a a a, a raspberry filled donut and an apple filled donut, uh mm-hmm. raspberry and apple filled donut. And those were those were just okay. Those had like more of a artificial the 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 filling tasted artificial. Right. And that was my that was my kind of like my the 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 point deduction there. Um I had a a blueberry muffin wags, um, which was just not enough blueberries. There just wasn't, mm. there was, yeah, there just wasn't, there just wasn't enough blueberries in it. It was, yeah. it was a bummer. Uh, the apple, again. the apple fritter was, was great. It was really great, but I wish it was like five hours fresher. Now I did go in, like I said, it was the afternoon. It was, it was like 1245 when I went in uh-huh. there. So I think maybe around 10 AM, this thing would have been, would have been great, but it, it it tasted just like a few hours too old. Uh, and then I also got a, a cheese Danish, so I'm just covering everything I got from like kind of this window there. Sure, and it was good, but it wasn't my favorite. And as far as the donuts, so I asked I asked the lady who worked there. I said like, "What do you get? What do you get for donuts?" And she said, "She said she didn't eat anything there and seemed very Always unsure a good of sign. stuff." Yeah, which we've okay. talked about before. Yeah. Um. And so I actually I had asked for a, a Boston cream, and that's that was the one that was an apple stuffed one. But then all the like all the other more plain donuts, like the chocolate frostedy ones. Uh, the, so I got like a a chocolate cake, chocolate frosted with uh, with chocolate sprinkles on it, and that was good. I got a classic uh, honey glazed, and that was and that was really good. And then what what do you call this type of donut? Why it's like the the. This looks old like fashioned? an old fashioned, yeah, with chocolate frosting. A, choc- a chocolate old, I think it was a chocolate old fashioned, and then an, an, another old old fashioned with like pink, like a like a like a pink or strawberry. Yeah, that's like that that Homer drink. frosting, the Homer frosting, and those were also those were actually both pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh no, it was an old fashioned with just the regular. <laughs> uh, it, it was not chocolate. It was it was chocolate on top. All all of the plain ones were good. The and the filled ones were not, yeah, as good. But those weren't. Those weren't my favorite. Uh, they, the, you know, the donuts weren't my favorite thing there. Well, we'll get to that in a second. But Mike, I want to start. I want to hear your donut assessment. Yeah. So I I tried. I went a couple times uh, to try and hit more of the donuts. Wow. Um, by the way, I thought uh, I was I in my sad small amount of research. I looked up best donut just to see what uh, you know Winchell's just to see if there were you know people had a pick that I should try, and I did come across that. Uh, that one of the secrets that I guess people share about Winchell's is that uh, what times they make the various donuts. Yeah. And mm. so it feels like uh, it's all about getting there as early as possible. And right. donuts, you know, kind of have this fairly short half-life anyway. So uh, I went both times before 8 a.m. Uh, and, wow. uh, and mostly enjoy, which, which is a function of having a kid, uh, not, right. not, being super excited about donuts. Um, but, uh, but, but basically, yeah, I think I would agree, I would agree with you about the, uh, so I had a glazed raspberry filled. Oh, I will also point out in the world of, uh, your favorite Starbucks, uh, you know, m- labeling everything perfectly. 
uh, it's mm. actually kind of hard to order at Winchell's because yes. it, it, it you just yes. all your only method is pointing. And so yes. you, you have no idea what the things are called. I couldn't figure out because they they also make a big deal about which donuts are fancy. But I think right. that but that's like a in the eye of the beholder thing. I have no idea what that's about. Um, yeah, the fancy ones are more expensive. Yeah, but, but it seems pretty arbitrary. Yeah. So um, but I I thought um, I mean, gla- just simple glazed or glazed twist is kind of, I think, always going to be my favorite. And I think it's exactly how I remembered and kind of love it. Uh, and then the buttermilk bar, uh, I thought oh, was yeah. pretty fantastic, especially. And, uh, and then, and then, uh, the, you know, the more, the more stuff you put on it or fill it with, the more artificial I think they taste. So, um, I agreed with you there. Yeah. 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 The, yeah. The, 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 those were, I actually just looking through these now, I'm like, I think I, the kind of more plain donuts I thought were great. And the fact that, you know, like, like you're saying, all these Dunkin' Donuts, they just get them shipped in now. And it makes a huge difference that these things are are baked or fried or whatever right in the other room there. Like it 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 helps like uh, like you could yes. taste that you like you could taste like the appropriate freshness of them of being made within the day or whatever, you know, and 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 I and I and I thought I thought all the ones that were not the artificially filled with goop. All of those mm-hmm. ones were 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 really great, and I wish Dunkin' Donuts donuts were more like that. Like I like a, I wish that was the case. Now, does Dunkin' Donuts do stuff better than Winchell's? Yes, a hundred percent. Well, but, yeah, I'll like, agree with you there. If you got an apple fritter at the right time, I think that it could really hit. But I'll also say, I did pretty good on the hot food once we get to it. So 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 I, well, I, I, I yeah and. Yeah. What, one one more thing about the donuts. I assume this is maybe is a, its own category, but the cost is crazy. I mean, for a yeah. dollar, you like you can't tell me that like whatever donuts uh, you know I had at Winchell's are at least 80, 90 percent as good as super fancy Portland donut. And sure, uh, yeah. and it's you know twenty percent of the price. It's crazy. So yeah. it's hard it's hard absurd. to compete with that price. For sure, yeah, a huge part of it. Uh, well, let's get into let's get into our hot foods or or, or other items that we got non donut items. Uh, Mitch, go for it. All right. Well, I had already I already talked about that blueberry muffin. Not enough blueberries, which is just, just mm-hmm. but the taste of it wasn't bad. They just need bigger. They need bigger uh, bigger bloobs, Wags. They, they mm-hmm. needed to they the, those blueberries need to be bigger. They they and they need to be more of them. Just when you're biting into a thing, there's and there's and there's just like a you know just a plain muffin. Come on. Right. Apple fritter, great. Cheese Danis was okay, not my favorite. And then as far as the other food goes, uh, I got it myself an everything bagel with cream cheese, and it was really good. It was really, really, really wow. good. It was like made in that sandwich way where they put cream cheese on it and then cut it in two. And I apologized to the – like I said, when I went in, there was there was no one there. And then like after I had ordered all this food with this super nice uh, woman working behind the counter – Someone did walk in and then I sat and ate for about 10 minutes and then probably like six people came in that time, which to me for 1 p.m. I thought was was kind of was was busy enough, especially because I was terrified of covid. Um, And I was and I and I also ordered all this food, including uh, six donuts in a box and took it all over to a seat. And the lady thought I was a fuck. She I all it just was an insane amount of food to go and then sit at a table. But like she thought I, I think she thought I was bringing it to somebody. Um, I got an orange juice to start off with. Why? Well, they have like a fresh squeezed orange juice. 
Yes. Uh, the issue with it was it was kept behind like it was kept in this like like little display case, and it was kind of it was basically room temperature. It was close to room temperature, mm. but if it wasn't, if it was cold, it would have been really good because you could tell that it was a fresh squeeze right around then. Uh, the every everything bagel, like I said, was great, and then my other hot sandwich was a uh, bake and I ate the everything bake like I kind of ate it like a sandwich you know how like some places they put the cream cheese and they cut it into like I was saying sandwich style I kind of ate right. it that way too and then I would break it apart but I kept going back to that everything bagel with cream cheese I thought it was great I don't know if they make their own bagels or what the deal is but it was they did a good job with it and then a bacon egg and cheese on a croissant and I thought that was great I thought it was really great uh surprisingly great cuz I did not think it was going to be good it feels like I thought sandwiches were kind of like an afterthought there, but it was really working for me. Um, yes, they they seem to do all right with their sandwiches, both breakfast and otherwise, which I'll get to in a second. But I, but I keep going. Well, and this is and th- so like I was saying, like uh, and this 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 is like a to me, it feels like this is like uh something that's like a Latino drink. It feels like something that's catered towards the Latino population, and I loved it. It was a chilla cha cha mango would have it had t- uh tahine on it on top of it yes uh i don't know if you saw it in the, so it's it's it, it's a mango no, it, drink yeah it's a it's a it's a it's chile mango but it's called the chilla like chiller with an a it's the mm-hmm. chilla and it's and it cha mango yeah i they had they had that and they were heavily promoting it at mine but they were out of it so i, I ordered it and then i had to i had to pivot but you liked it uh, i loved it i thought it was great it was a weird it was weird but it was it was really, it was really good. It was, uh, it was, it was really fantastic. And I was like, this is such a weird thing and something that you wouldn't get at any other place. And it's really working for me. It, 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 and they had like a lot of fresh juices. Like you could get a lot of different things like that there. And it was Mike, I agree with you that the, the menu was basically overwhelming because there was a lot of stuff on there and you didn't really know what it was. And it was kind mm-hmm. of, it, it was kind of like a point in kind of asking what it was. And it's way too fucking big. It's too big and also like it's too big to not have pictures next to it or like a better menu or not like a the online if you go to the website the website is like hilariously from it feels like an 80s website yeah. it feels like one of the first websites it's a plain text link it's like it's there's a few images but but the in, the menu itself is like a plain text list of like mm-hmm. literally like 200 different items it's yeah. absurd yeah. Yeah, and also some of the items they have in store aren't even listed here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not it's not really helpful, and they don't so, have they don't have an app, no app. Yeah, there's the yeah, no app. The app doesn't exist. Um, and that does everything except, of course, I got myself a little cup of coffee. Wags, I got myself a a, a small cup of coffee, and I I ordered it just black, and then I I added a couple sugars to it, and the coffee to me was watery. And a little burnt, but I also was okay with that. It like it almost tasted like diner coffee a little bit, and I was kind of okay with it. Like I almost expected it to taste that way, and wasn't disappointed by it. If that makes sense, right? But I think a lot of people would taste that and be like, "This is watered down and burnt." But I'm like, I kind of like a plain black coffee like that anyway. So I so it didn't it didn't it didn't bother me much. But it was like very basic. Like I feel like it's like if you went to like whatever a college campus or if you went to like a funeral and there was i don't know how often there's coffee set up at a funeral <laughs> home but uh of course but it'll yeah, be so my funeral <laughs> i'll insist on it it's a party <laughs> yeah. uh but 
but just just like anywhere where you can get coffee for free where like a hotel lobby or something it was just like watery kind of burnt coffee but i was okay with it and, I, and it also didn't make me question like so this isn't like starbucks or duncan's in that way like they're not they're not right. trying to do a lot of like coffee drinks it feels like even like some of the bigger drinks to me felt more like fruity drinks and, and a mix of fruity drinks but there of course were like some of those co- like some of those coffee drinks of like the ice yeah. latte sort of things but they're offering some of them it is weird that they're not they're not really trying to compete on that no they're not they're not it doesn't feel like they're in the coffee game as much uh, but they do offer it. So well, they they are and they aren't because it's like they don't have. There's they they clearly don't have like a sufficient like espresso you know station or whatever. It's just sort of like they're just trying to cobble together what they can with the uh, you know uh, with the equipment that they have. Uh, they do have like coffee versions of the chillas. Like they do have non fruit versions that use coffee, and then they also have like you know you can get like a cappuccino or whatever. Like they'll do a few different drinks, but yeah, absolutely. It's it's yeah. like old school diner coffee. It's it's like a little watery and weak, like you mentioned. But I liked it. I like my cup of coffee. I just got a straight up cup of coffee. Um, Mike, let's uh, we talked through donuts. Uh, what else yeah. did you have in your Winchell's order? So Orders. yeah, for me it was a mixed bag. Uh, I was pleased to hear you uh, say that you liked the everything bagel uh, with cream cheese because I was surprised by how good that was. Oh, wow! Uh, wow. Thought, thought the uh, thought you know nice B plus kind of bagel in the morning. Uh, I thought the breakfast sandwich, which was still on the bagel, uh, was decent. And then uh, the breakfast burrito will not be making any list I compile. Uh, oh was, no. That was that was not a winner, uh, and, but uh, I I was actually expecting the coffee to be what you had, and I I was really pleasantly surprised. I thought it was I thought it was much better than that. So oh, I thought wow, definitely okay. better than Starbucks, coffee wise. And again, this is so this might be the situation. I'm walking in there at one p.m. You got that you got that early uh, that early morning coffee, right. which is kind of I kind of like this about this place too, though. Like I kind of like that Winchell's is. That's the way Duncan was back in the day. Is like you walk in at at one p.m. and you're getting like the leftover coffee and the and the and you know the bagels or the donuts that have been sitting around forever, and it's not as good. And and Winchell's has that vibe to it of like, oh, if you're in there at like eight, nine, or ten, you're doing okay. And then if you're in there later in the day, it's not as good. Yep. I'll say I I did like my coffee. I thought this was like this is exactly what I want from a donut shop. You know, like for me, yeah. better than Starbucks is like that's a pretty low bar because I don't really like Starbucks coffee. I I, I would say this is, but I do like you know I I do like this kind kind of coffee. If I just want like a straight cup of coffee in the morning, though, I will say that I think Dunkin' does it better. I think Dunkin's coffee is some of the best, like you know, fast food yeah. coffee. I like oh, Dunkin's. Coffee oh, and I too. I was yeah. I was also gonna say I tried to get. Uh, some version of any of those smoothies and they just said no that was impossible gesturing in that corner of the of the place uh, <laughs> as if there was no possibility of ever getting that but they, they were <laughs> yeah. super nice in, a, in re- every other way and it was kind of crowded yeah, I think the workers are just like overwhelmed because the menu is so big and they're not mm. set up to do some of these stuff, which I, which I, some of these to prepare some of these things, which I mentioned. Uh, like at my place is like uh, the uh, when I got, I got the, I ended up getting the strawberry banana chilla and clearly like the, the blender was in a different part of the restaurant. Like she had to go like in the yeah. back and I was like, this is such, this must be such a pain in the ass to fucking make. Um, and, uh, it, feel, it feels a lot like you're like, you're at like your, your grandma's house and she offered to whip you up something like it, it feels <laughs> right. like as spur of the moment is that. And then she's like running around and getting a blender. Like it doesn't, yeah, there's no system, which 
maybe is a good thing. I don't know. Like with Dunkin' Donuts, there's every, you know, there's, there's probably a machine for everything that you get. And this feels so much more like, oh, this person is kind of like making this. And I don't know how often this thing is made, but, but, but I don't know. I thought the results were good. I, I, I kind of, I kind of liked almost everything I got there. Yeah, for the for the record, I like I, I I felt so bad for this worker. I just like took I, literally all the cash I had in my wallet and put in the tip jar, which was like <laughs> nine bucks. So it's not like I was going crazy, but I just like fuck this fucking this fucking sucks. Uh, and uh, the, my thing is like the the I actually like my strawberry banana chilla. I thought it was good. I thought the. Uh, I, I like I I it, this is a thing and Natalie had some of this and she was like oh wow this is not like super sweet and it wasn't it was just like honestly less sweet than I'd get from like a juice place it was it tasted very much just like straight fruit and and I'm sure that it had some added sugar and I'm sure it had some juice in it but I thought it was I thought it was really good and really refreshing and especially like you were talking about earlier Mike you're having all the sugar from the donuts uh, this was a, a was actually a fine counterpart because it wasn't adding it, it wasn't just also punishingly sweet um I, I so i like the strawberry banana shell quite a bit for a minute i thought you were calling me mike and i was fucking freaked out i did not like it you what you don't like because your name is mike yeah i know but i thought you were calling me mike i didn't like that i thought no we have a Mitch. mic on the show i i know we have a mic on the show but i thought you were talking to me for a minute that's what i'm that, trying to say that must never really happen to you because mike is a super uncommon name <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many mics we've had because Hanford is Hanford. I don't know how many people we've had on the show that go by Mike. And you we've said had Mike. countless mics. Oh, we've had so up. many mics on the show. It's a common My name. Don't still make sense. I thought you were talking to me when you were saying Mike, and I didn't like it. All right. That's okay. all I had to say. Yeah. If we, if we get a Mitch on the show, I'll call you Mike. But otherwise, you're Ugh. Mitch. All right. Good. Mitch. <laughs> I also got the veggie bagel sandwich on Sesame. Uh, wow. So this was this is like a it it, it was a, a toasted bagel. I agree that the bagel was was better than I expected. The veggies mm. on this were good: romaine, tomato, cucumber, avocado, and then also she asked what kind of cheese I had. She had Jack. I got Jack with mustard and mayo. So very simple sandwich. But you know, to compare it to the Einstein brothers veggie sandwich I got, I was like, this is like on par. This is a really good sandwich. Wow. And if I was like, I wanted a cheap lunch. And this was in my neighborhood. I'd be like that. I would one hundred percent get this this veggie bagel sandwich from from Winchell's. I thought it was quite satisfying. Um, and uh, and yeah, they, I mean, like, the, here's what I'll say: is like, yeah, I think they should have bagels for sure as a donut shop. And yeah, they probably should have some bagel sandwiches uh, for for breakfast and lunch. But I think they should probably kind of draw the line there. I think everything beyond they have yeah. on the menu beyond that, like they don't need to be having protein bowls. They don't need to be having, yeah. uh, you know, like 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 they probably don't even need to necessarily be having smoothies because that's clearly a pain in the ass to prepare. Like just simplify this menu a little bit, uh, streamline what you're doing because the stuff that you're doing that's that you've been doing is uh, working what working well for you. I actually thought I, I think what you said right there that veggie sandwich is good, but I do think that there was a lot of afternoony lunch sandwich stuff that like a lot of lunch stuff which i just feel like i feel like people don't even think of that place as a lunch spot you know what i mean like i, I think that you could cut out some of the lunch 
some of the lunch meats and lunch sandwiches that they had there. But I don't know. I, I, I think if you worked in the neighborhood, like if you worked by a Winchell's and you were looking for mm. a cheap lunch, like you might be like, oh yeah, wait, they have something. But that said, they you're you're right in terms of they haven't been they haven't been doing a good job of getting that into people's heads no, that Winchell's yeah. offers lunch. Like I would I wouldn't have known unless I set foot in a Winchell's that you get a you get a veggie sandwich there. Were the were the ones you guys went to twenty four hours, by the way? Yeah, yes. I don't think my I don't think my I try to go to one that was permanently closed. Okay. Uh and then and then and then this one up in San Fernando. I don't know if it was twenty. I'm gonna look right now. Just because, because I, I, I feel like that is one other metric where you gotta give some credit to Winchell's because right. I used to yeah. think that every, you know, that it was, you know, every restaurant was gonna be twenty four hours eventually, but that is not at all the way the world is going. And no. and between, you know, whatever, 10 p.m. and 8 a.m. Uh, there are not that many options, uh, you know, especially, right. uh, you know, the smaller city you live in. Uh, so, you know, if you can get a pretty good, you know, lunch style sandwich at that point, that's pretty great. Yeah, that's absolutely to its credit. I just, uh, I so I just, I just looked it up and it it is, and it is open 24 hours. This one is open, is open for 24 hours. So, um, so yeah, no, that's, that's, that's huge. That's a great point. And, yeah. and I, I felt the same way, Mike, I like it, it felt like when McDonald's and, and Wendy's and everything, when they were, when they were all, when they were all going 24 hours, it just felt like everything was going to be that way. And then not the case. Just Well, just well now it's like going that. the opposite direction. Like you see, you hear about like, a, like Wendy's is like, you know, in, in a town, it, everyone's quitting and now they're either closing altogether or maybe they're open for like six hours a day, you know, like five days yeah. a week. It's like, yeah. Yeah, the labor shortage absolutely we call it a labor shortage, but it's just like fucking shitty businesses not wanting to pay people enough to get them to want to work there. But like it's a, the what's what is characterized as a labor shortage is absolutely affecting a lot of these businesses. Uh, but yeah, I, I I absolutely think that's a great point, Mike. That this that this place is open twenty four hours and that it's an it's it's maybe the one option in your area at a certain time of night or day. It's that's a, that's actually a, a, a big plus for it. Well, we should get to our final thoughts on Winchell's donut house. So Mike, mm-hmm. here's how this will work. We'll each go around. We'll give a summation of our thoughts, a closing argument, if you will, on this particular chain and end it by giving a fork score from zero to five. You are our guest. We'll begin with you. So I wish I had a blazingly hot take on Winchell's. Uh, right. But, but I, I do not. I think that Winchell's uh, is works pretty well for donuts. I think uh, there are not that many times where I'm super excited to have donuts. Uh, but if somebody brings uh, some to the office, uh, I'm pretty excited to try one. And uh, and if I want and certainly if you're driving somewhere before 8 a.m., or you know you just need something quick in the morning. I think uh, there is a place for donuts and coffee that I think Winchell's does a great job with. I was surprised that uh, that the the savory options worked at all. I don't actually know if I'd ever go in there for that. Um, but um, but then then the other the one other point that uh, that is probably worth bringing up is it's sort of adjacent to the twenty four hours thing is just the kid factor. Where if you've got, especially if you look for places that are open before 8 a.m. in whatever Mm -hmm. area, there are not that many places. And if your kid is going to enjoy anything sweet at all, it might as well be one dollar. So so that's worth something. And and kids fucking love donuts. So uh, so, yeah, I feel like uh, for what it is um, and, you know, as kind of the uh, the donuts for the people place. 
I think it it basically does its objective. Uh, yep. which I think is, you know, how we're supposed, you know, how you guys want it for sure. to rate these things. So I don't think it's golden plate, uh, which makes me sad, but, uh, I think I'm going to go three forks, two tines. Wow. Three forks, two tines. That's a great Good score. score. Wow. And, and because there are bagels there, do I get to go back later if I want and, uh, subtract tines? Uh, uh yeah. Yes. Sure. <laughs> okay, just checking. Yeah, you can retcon it. That's a, yeah, that's okay. a rule just for places that offer bagels or any any round foods with holes. Right. Okay, great. It's funny for us to both say that at the same time, but what if we had said no? We both at the same time were like, <laughs> no. Only I may retcon my scores. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, Mike, you, you make a good point, but for me, I was trying to think out like, I was trying to think why won't I give this place like four forks? Because I don't think that it's above and beyond. I don't think it's Platinum Plate Club. But I also, I think you're, all my food was good, though. You know, like, that's the thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, like, the couple of jelly-filled ones weren't great. There was also a little, there was a little kid in there with her mom getting donuts. But she was also, she was playing on her phone. And she had her mask down. And she freaked me out because I was eating there. And she had her mask down. And I was afraid uh, that I was getting Delta variant as she was in there. So, uh, I didn't like that little kid, but I, I I do think that you're right that it's it's a good spot for a lot of kids to get like a cheap treat and the donuts taste good. Like that's that's the thing that really stuck in my head was that I'm looking next to this place and I see this little bakery in there where they're making donuts and I don't see that at a Dunkin' Donuts anymore. It's just they don't even pretend to do it. You know, they're 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 sometimes are like racks of donuts but you know that they're not being baked in-house or they're not being you know or they're just being heated up in-house and i and i love the fact that this place kind of still tries to do that and that and you know what it shows with the donuts the donuts taste good the bagels were good all the food was good so why don't i give this four forks Mm. and i and i can't really tell why like like Maybe, you know, there was a couple things that weren't great, like the muffin and the in the in the filled donuts. And maybe it's just the quality of the food. But I don't think that this place is also trying to be like very fancy either. I, I think it's it's trying to be just what it is, which is the working man's donut shop. And I'm going to go as close to four forks as you can get. I'm not, I'm not going to give it. I'll, I'll, I'll stay within tines. Why? Because I'm going to go. Yes. I'm going to go three forks, three tines. I think it's a three wow. point. I, I think it's almost. I think it's almost there, and but maybe this is like kind of what Winchell's should be. And I hope Karen Winchell is happy with my score if she's listening. Mm. I hope that she's. I hope she, uh, and it's not affected by any way by Karen Winchell. Pro- probably not. She's a she's a fucking Karen. <laughs> I deserve five forks. Excuse me. Can I speak to the Doughboys manager? Excuse me, Emma. Emma. <laughs> Uh, that Emma's the Doughboys manager. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, she's kind of our boss. I, I I think that this is just the, the the I think it's as close to four forks as you can be, and I and I think that kind of the plainness of it, and just the the fact that it is just like the every man's donut place, maybe doesn't yeah put it over the top. But I do love that about it too. And I'm interested, Wags, on what you're going to say. I wonder if you're going to put it in the Golden Play Club. I'll be mad because I should have too. But if it feels, it doesn't feel like it's there. I, I was just thinking if uh, if Emma like said to one of us that we were fired, that we would just believe her. Even though technically, <laughs> technically she works for us. We're just like, yes, ma'am. Sorry. She should, do herself, she should do herself a favor and fire both of us. <laughs> Stop giving me ideas. 
it's a. I'll say why I'm not putting Winchell's in the Golden Plate Club, which is that they're just trying to do too much. And I think their menu mm. is overcomplicated and it's got too yeah, many things. And true. I think that's that's overwhelming for the kitchen. I think they they should simplify it. I think a lot of the things that you could order from Winchell's are maybe not going to be up to par. Uh, although there's with the fucking, you know, encyclopedia of options, the fucking 300 op- things that you can order there, uh, you'd never be able to try anything, uh, try everything. Mm. But like some of the stuff, I'm just like, why do they? Why do they even have that? Why do they have a hot pastrami sandwich at Winchell's? What are they doing there? There's no reason yeah. for them to offer a hot pastrami. Um, all that said, well, hold on now. Let's <laughs> not go crazy. <laughs> and let's just say that maybe if I had seen that hot pastrami, it probably would have been ordered. But but you know what? A testament to how big the menu is and how. This yeah. giant board of stuff. I didn't even see the damn pastrami sandwich on there. Can you yeah, imagine saying out loud, I went to Winchell's and got the hot pastrami? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a, it, it, they've, they've got too much going on. That said, I think they, I think what they're, you know, like Mike talked about the thesis of this podcast, like what is this place trying to do? Which I think it's at its heart, it's trying to do donuts and coffee and, mm-hmm. you know, some other breakfast foods. And I think it does all that stuff really, really well. I think, you know, hey, it predates Dunkin' Donuts and its founding. And I think it does donuts better than Dunkin' Donuts just by virtue of having them being prepared in house. Uh, so, but not better than Dunkin' Donuts. I think that, I think the donuts are better than Dunkin' Donuts. I know, but uh, as a but, whole, not better than Dunkin's. I was going to get there. That said, I I I think I'm in I'm ballpark buds with you guys. I think this place just has it it it, it just uh it just needs a little bit. It does what it's trying to do really really well, but it it just doesn't quite get over the top, over the hump, and into the hallowed halls of the Golden Plate Club. So I'm going to be right there with a the spoon man, uh, my friend Mike, and say three forks, three tines. Wow, wow. Now I really wow. want to add a time. You can't. It's it's. You still can. Can I come back in a future episode and add add the add the time? No, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, <laughs> I'll go. I'll go. I'll go three three and three. Let's do this. Wow! Just outside hand holding club. Yeah. Cue in the hand holding club, holding hands right outside the golden plate club on the outside, <laughs> looking in as close as you could possibly get. That was our review of Winchell's donuts. I, we'll take a break. Yeah. It seems like a perfect score for Winchell's. It's like what, it, it's absolutely what Winchell's deserves. I fully agree. This is this is. Mm-hmm. I think we. I think we we did a good job. Good job, everyone. <laughs> Emma, can yes, I keep yes. my job? <laughs> I'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank we'll you, ma'am. We'll be back with more Doughboys. <laughs> Today's episode is sponsored by Lucy. Lucy is made for your nicotine routine and delivered straight to your door. It's 100% pure nicotine and always tobacco-free. Plus, Lucy has options. Choose your form. Pouches, breakers, or gum. Then choose your strength. 2 milligrams, 12 milligrams. Then choose your flavor. Mint, apple, ice, espresso, mango, and more. Save yourself from the weekly gas station stop and sign up for a monthly subscription to save 15% off. There's no commitment. You can cancel anytime. Lucy Breakers are what sets Lucy apart. Breakers are nicotine pouches, but with a tiny capsule inside. The capsule contains liquid flavor that saturates the pouch before it's even in use. Pop the breaker in your mouth, break it with your teeth, get it situated, and boom! Instant nicotine release when you need it. Now, Mitch, 
you and I are often texting with our good friend Raimondi. Mm-hmm. Raimondi was telling us that he has a favorite Lucy flavor. It is mango. That's He's right. crazy for mango. He's crazy for mango. You know what? If you ask him who his favorite SNL character was and his favorite Lucy flavor, it's the same answer. And hey, one fan says the berry citrus is juicy as heck. So much flavor being tossed around. It's like an orgasm in my mouth. Thank you, Lucy. You so juicy. Damn. Let's level up your nicotine routine with Lucy. Go to lucy.co slash doughboys and use promo code doughboys to get 20% off your first order. Lucy offers free shipping and has a 30-day refund policy if you change your mind. That's lucy.co and use code doughboys to get 20% off and always free shipping. And here comes the fine print. Lucy products are only for adults of legal age and every order is age verified. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Mitch, do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you have no idea where it's going? I do. And you know where it's usually going? Dave Thomas's pockets. Well, I know where mine is going. It's all those subscriptions. Mm. Think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, parenting apps, mm-hmm. it's when- endless. Wendy's monthly. <laughs> I'm guilty of this. You're guilty of this. Mm. So we use Rocket Money to help us find out what subscriptions we're actually spending money on. And for me, it was eye-opening, and I had them cancel the ones I didn't want anymore. And that includes Doughboy's Patreon. Yeah, immediately. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. But also... Rocket Money even tries to get you a refund of the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. Wow. Wow. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash doughboys. That's rocketmoney.com slash doughboys rocketmoney.com slash doughboys welcome back to doughboys we are with our guest mike horowitz and hey it's time for a segment i've got a food related quiz a food related audio quiz and mike and mike must compete for superiority it's another edition of jingle all the way way spelled w-h-e-y Mike, before we get into this, you now have the say, food podcast, what is Hooch's favorite food? <laughs> well, there, there actually there actually is a Hooch eating donuts uh, in uh, episode wow. three. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's true. And I we made, uh, you know, uh, they ordered specific dog-friendly donuts, and then mm-hmm. it turned out that uh, the dogs actually preferred just uh, human donuts with bacon on top, as, <laughs> as you'd expect. <laughs> how many how many dogs how many dogs were you working with on the on the show there, there were five hooches five, five hooches. hooches yeah they're five they're uh, it's a they they were they're all fantastic dogs but it's a tricky breed and they really all they want to do is do one little thing and then go to sleep or just go sit down so they're not yeah. they're not uh the trained dogs that you'd expect sounds like yeah. doughboys hosts <laughs> <laughs> So the rules of Jingle All the Way, uh, way spelled W-H-E-Y, whoever guesses closest to the year without going over gets a point, and if you get the year exactly right, you get two points, that's the Arden Marine rule, and today we have a Can't... bunch of ta- Taco Bell jingles. 
all right, look, that's great, but we should change it so that the going the price is right rule is bad, and we have to make we have to fix it. I think it's fun. If you go one year old, so that means that you can guess it within one year and then be the most wrong of anyone. Yeah, that that's sucks. Part, that's the part of the challenge. No, that's not part of the challenge. I like the Price is Right rule. We're keeping the Price is Right rule. No, we, uh, people online said they like the non-Price is Right. They like being closest. Which, which people? Who said that? <laughs> my friends. My friends online. My good friends. Okay. Well, we'll just see about that. I The, the rule staying as is for this particular iteration, if there is a All public right, outcry, fine. we may we might amend them. We, we got to do, do an I assure, online I assure you this, poll. Bitch, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to change the rule. Mm. It's going to lead to you losing, and then you're going to be mad about that. Good. I want to lose. <laughs> Emma, what are you going to say? Were you going to fire one of us? Oh, I was thinking about it. I know I was going to say we could poll the Patreon or something if you want to if you want to put this up to chance. Poll poll the Patreon. Look, if there's ever been an incentive to join that Patreon, get in and and made your this, I sound like Democrats. Get in there and get your voice heard. Just all you got to do is sign up for the Patreon. You too can make a difference. So sign up for the Patreon and go vote for which host I should fire. <laughs> oh, gonna it, you you fire recall me. one of us. It's like who you rec- it's a recall election. So like you recall <laughs> the host and then you vote for the replacement. And then it's a list of like 30 candidates. There you go. It's the Winchell's menu. people are gonna vote to recall me because weiger will come on and sing to the soul to the tune of soul man i'm a jelly bean and people will fucking tweet weiger is a genius and all this stupid bullshit because he's coming up better than i'm a jelly bean (laughs) what do you want what do you want me to say it's a a donut episode i'm a whole man all right there you go see people are gonna go nuts they're gonna say you were mr hole yeah. I, I, I am Mr. Hole. I'm Mr. Slice and Mr. Hole. Oh, wait, I didn't want to be Mr. Hole. Oh. I, all I'm saying is that people are going to vote to fire me because Weiger comes up with the songs. That's all that's going to happen. We're both going to be fired, and then our replacements will both be Kowalik. <laughs> Kowalik and you song. <laughs> what a show. Be good pod. All right, so jingle all the way. Whoever gl- guesses closest to the year without going over gets a point. We're keeping that rule for this particular iteration. And if you guess the rule ex- the year exactly right, you get two points, the Arden Marine rule. And this week, it's all Taco Bell jingles. These are classic Uh-oh. or contemporary right. Taco Bell jingles. We'll play it. We'll play the jingle. You'll see the commercial. Our listeners will hear the audio. And you'll guess the year. Yes, all right, let's know. play this first one, Emma. It's not a visual format. Everybody's earned a real meal, so give them the work. Three delicious combination platters, only at Taco Bell. Bring home the work tonight. Everything tastes so right. Take a big beefy bite. Go for the work tonight. Put your crispy light. Cheddar cheese golden fries. Now buy any combination platter plus a medium-sized soft drink for only $2.99. Well, Come yeah. on, give them the work. Tonight. Well, I have a good guess. <laughs> I have a good guess, too. What? <laughs> Just our 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 uh, our associate producer, the Drop King, Robert Persinger, picked this video, and it ends with <laughs> it ends with text that says offer expires nineteen eighty five nineteen eighty five June nineteen eighty five June first I believe nineteen eighty five. But you know I can't really place this one. But can I go first, Wags? 
Uh, sure, go for it. Are you going to go 86? Uh, <laughs> now, yeah, what's the deal with the overrule? <laughs> uh, you have to go under. 1986, final answer. Wow, 1986 for Mitch. Yeah, I'll, I'll go 86 too. I'll throw it. <laughs> um, you're both wrong. It was 1985. Oh, a commercial shit. with a text that said the offer expires June 1985, actually released in 1985. Wow. So, in theory, it could have aired in 1984. That's it true. It could have. That's it true. It would have been right. It didn't, but it could have. Well, we know it didn't. But also... <laughs> uh, I, I, I thought it was funny because I was scouring the video for clues and like hairstyles and everything I could possibly see in the price, and then it was just written on screen. Yeah. Okay, That the dad's wearing a polo. There's like enchiladas on the plate. When do they offer enchiladas? Oh, wait, June 1985. <laughs> I yeah. would say before that, when I was trying to think, I actually thought it was a little bit earlier. I thought it was like 82 or 83, but 85 makes the most sense. Yeah. I mean, now that I know it's 85, it makes, <laughs> of course, makes the most sense. But all I was thinking watching that was take me back. Oh, yeah. Take me back to fucking whatever, May of 85. I want to be yeah. there for the deal surprising price point right yeah oh my god that's pretty close to what it is now oh that's well i thought it was i I actually thought that it was a good deal now you you make a good point because taco bell for a meal deal it should probably it's probably 5.99 now right or yeah or or like a but But there are you can still cobble together a meal for about three bucks there but yeah that 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 looked like more of a full you know like a like a a a, a nice spread you were getting for your three bucks back in 1985 dollars yeah 85 Um, bucks reagan bucks all right let's see what 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 dates are written on the next ones (laughs) in in all fairness to the drop king i'm looking at his email that he sent to me and emma with all of these and he wrote uh P.S. I did not watch any of these. So, <laughs> well, I just scrubbed through the rest of them, and I don't think there will be any more spoilers. Okay, All great. Right. All right, here's number two. It's 1999. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a cowboy theme here. Shit. Dude with a big cowboy hat taking a bite. This game, my, my stomach is rumbling. I want this. Final shot is a horse in slow motion rearing up as the cowboy uh, has a fistful of Taco Bell. And uh, we hear the, 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 the bong at the end, the Taco Bell bong sound, possibly a clue. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, Mitch went first for the first one. Mike, that means you get first crack. Oh. Oh, okay. The second one. Um, guessing wildly, 2002? 2002. Wow. All right, Spoon Man. I think that it's a little bit... I said 99, but I'm afraid I'm going to go over with... Like, I jokingly, before the video even started, I said that 99 joke. I think it might be 99. But I don't want to go over. And I'm wondering, like, should I say 97 because of the stupid rule? Should I, like, say something under... Uh, which I guess I'll do. I'll say 97, but I think it's 99. You thought wrong, and you still overshot it. 1994. Whoa. Shit. 94, this came out. Damn. Wow. That's, in, that's in fairness, tough. 
there aren't a lot of clues because it's like it's yeah, you know it's they're cowboys, so it's not like you're wearing you're seeing like someone wearing a hyper color shirt or something. You know, yeah, it's just I'm, cowboy clothes. You're lucky I didn't guess eighteen ninety nine, Wags. All right, let's hear the uh, let's let's hear and see the next ad. Eighteen ninety nine, famously the time of the cowboys. <laughs> Just make your food up fresh at Taco Bell, Taco Bell. Can you feel your taste buds tingle? Taco Bell, Taco Bell. Why just make you a burrito or a tasty and chorito? Tostadas and tacos made up fresh at Taco Bell. Put a smile on your Ooh. face. So we're seeing the old mission-style structure of the Taco Bell mm-hmm. uh, uh, restaurants that 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 was uh, in use for a time. Perhaps a clue as to when this released. Uh, all right, Mr. Slice, you're up first for this one. When do you think this ad, the Fresh Food Place, first aired? God, take me back to that as well. That's look fantastic, Wags. Um, yeah, the food shots actually looked very appealing there. Wags, I think I'm going to pull a Billy Corgan here and uh. I'm going to guess 1979. Wow. That's right. His favorite year. Mm -hmm. 1979 is your guess. That's right. All right, Mike. Shit. When do you think the Fresh Food Place first aired? Stunningly, that was going to be my answer as well. So now I feel like, do I go over or under? I think I'm going to go. I'm going to go over to, to, to. to try and uh, steal. So 1980. Wow, 1980 is your guess. Perhaps a good strategy. If this ad released in the 80s or later, which it did not, 1977. Shit. Overshot again. No points. <laughs> we are pointless. First point wins. Both, yeah, both <laughs> yet to get on the board. There are two left. Okay. And I feel good about this next one because this is a this was a this was a famous slogan for Taco Bell for a time. This is an ad from 1980. It's an ad from 1988 <laughs> called "Run for Why the Border." Why did you say eight? Why did you say eighty-eight? <laughs> we could have guessed. I'm gonna guess eighty-seven. <laughs> I'm guessing eighty-nine. <laughs> well, do you want to watch it? Yeah, let's watch. Yeah, let's it. watch it anyway. Yeah. All right, here it is. What I have thought, 88. Here we go. I got to eat. There's something over there. Can't get anywhere. Just down the road away. Anytime, any day. It's what's happening next. It's where best meets west. You got to cross it, jump it, bust it, bump it. got to cross it, jump it, bust it, bump it. I'm a well at your order. I'm starting. Make a run for the boat. They were here yeah. to make a run for the border. Uh, and they have a you know, two gentlemen in trench coats, it looked like, kind of like the almost looking like detectives or undercover mm. cops. And they were on, so, it was some sort of train caper. Like they were in a train, they were on horses. Oh, was that a Midnight Run reference? I have Is that no what idea. Was happening? Yeah. I just watched Midnight Run for the first time. Loved it. Oh, yeah. Did they go to Taco Bell? They did, yeah. <laughs> that okay. exact scenario played out. Hmm. Uh, Interesting. Maybe a clue. De Niro being a badass in it. Well, Rules. let's let's just. I, I know it's hard to put yourselves in this mind space because I accidentally pulled a Drop King and told you what year it was. Uh, what is the? <laughs> uh, but 
when would you have thought that might have come? Like, would you have guessed the eighties? Oh, we're we gonna get points on this. Yeah, you know, I think I would have guessed if I watched that. I think I really would have thought nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, that that eighty eight. Je ne sais quoi. Wow. <laughs> You know what? I you think- both get two points because you got it exactly. <laughs> so it is wow. knotted up at two apiece as we go into our final question. This will determine the winner or if we're a tie. I think I re- realistically would have put that mid 80s uh, just compared to the because I know that the other one we had. What was the first 80s one? What date was that first? 80s the one? works. 80s but, but what was the first one? What was the 85? 1985 was, was the works. That was the first ad we. So I would have thought that it was later than that, so, but maybe just by a couple of years. So 86. 86 87 yeah it had a little uh bill and ted's vibe which yeah. which is late late 80s yeah yes 100 percent. yeah uh all right this final ad i won't say the year of uh but this this ad is entitled 49 cent tacos what a if bad that's any show sort of clue. 49 cent tacos such Let's a play bad this ad. show the producer See, puts a date in you say a date <laughs> Me and Mike are the only good people here. Emma, you're all right, too. I'm don't crushing fire me, it. I don't know what you're Tight talking ship. about. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all here right we go. let's play this last ad. Here you go. So again, we wow. have the dong. We have the we have some early CG that we're seeing the bell effect. Like that definitely feels like you know this is when computer graphics were 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 first on the map. And then also just like the the I don't know what's going on in that commercial exactly, but there's like a giant man just yeah, sort yeah. of striding throughout the Southwest, and he's singing and they, the song. Do they say you got to run for the border when you see that dong? Pre pre Hayes code. <laughs> Yeah, the giant man. They're talking about the giant man's dong. You see it at the end. Um, <laughs> who's who's up first, Wags? Uh, wait, hold on. It was oh, this. This will decide the game right here. This is this one is tough because Mitch, I, you're I think up we, first. You're up first for this one. Uh, I actually don't want to be first for this one. Um, I think that this is early '90s. Hmm, but is it 92 or 94? Or is it right in the middle of 93? I want to guess 93, but I don't want to be wrong with the stupid one over rule and have it be 92. <laughs> I'm going to go 92. It's going to be 93. I'm going to be so mad. It's 92. 1992 from the Spoon Man. Mike Horowitz, your guess for this ad. Yeah, trying to base it on that cutting edge CG right there. Yeah. Like what what is what is the answer? But it feels everything else about it feels more dated than ninety-two. So yeah. it's mm. it's tough. I um what year did Jurassic Park come out? Ninety four? Ninety three yeah. or four, yeah. Yeah. Um I'm gonna go nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety. You are both within a year, but because of the price is right rule. 
Oh my god. Mike Horowitz is the winner. <laughs> oh my 1991 god. 1991 is when it came out. Oh Congratulations, my god. Mike. Well played. Wow, you really uh yeah, just uh gave us a hint of foreshadowing there where where this was going to go when you started complaining about the rules. <laughs> <laughs> well deserved. Well <laughs> yeah, I don't deserved know about Wayla. I don't know who deserved anything there, but it is, it, but it happened. <laughs> I'll tell you who didn't deserve it. The listeners. Well, they, didn't well, deserve, yeah. they didn't deserve to listen to that bullshit where we were saying the names, saying the years. Maybe you can bleep yourself, Wags. No, I thought it was fine. I like the, mm-hmm. uh, I like the, I, I will say I like those jingles. I thought it was fun yeah. to watch those and listen to those. So, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe kind of feel bad for uh, Taco Bell's like ad agency having to come up with new plans to uh, sell the same stuff. Right. Yeah. Like Giant Man. Let's do Giant Man. <laughs> hey it worked hey just like a restaurant without your feedback let's open up the feedback and today we have an email from Britt Hayes Britt writes hi Nick and Mitch and Emma and Wally and Irma my boyfriend also a member of Spoon Nation and I lost our favorite restaurant to COVID last summer Sunflower oh. a local Vietnamese restaurant but in a miraculous turn of events they survived and after being being closed for over a year the owners recently reopened in a new location wow so here's my question if given the chance, which beloved long-gone restaurant, chain or otherwise, would you revive? If I had to pick a chain, I'd go for Bennigan's. My dad used to take me there for my birthday every year, and I miss those chicken strips. P.S. I've attached photos of my cats, Leo, the orange guy, and Harley Quinn, the little tuxedo lady, for Mitch's approval. I'll bring these cats up real quick so we can get a gander at them. Bring them up. Aww. There's one of them. That's Leo on his belly, or I'm I sorry, like on his back showing his belly. And then we've got a two shot. Of, oh man, what cuties! Yeah, we got Harley Quinn in the foreground, the tuxedo cat, and then Leo, the orange guy, in the background. Very, very. I cute. like Harley Quinn's a little cutie too. I, they're both cuties. That Good gets the cats. Mitch seal of approval. Wise, I love the, I love the, the little kitties. Mike, are you a cat man or any sort of pet man? You gotta like hooch. I know exactly. I, I've grown to love dogs. Um, but wow. there you um, go. Yeah, yeah, I'm a fan. We have a good, nice uh, old lady dog. Rescued her. One, one chain restaurant that comes to mind, and I, I'll be curious if anyone remembers this, but there was a chain that existed that was a sit-down place that was, for a time, it was like right there with a Chili's and a TGI Friday's and an Applebee's in my mind, which was called Spoons. And the gimmick of Spoons is you didn't get a fork. You got a spoon. Now, eventually, they'd bring you a fork if you got like a fucking salad or something. But like, you know, it was uh, their whole thing is like you sit down, your silverware is like, oh, wow, I got a spoon here for to, to eat my food. Honestly, it was very thin and very stupid. But the food I remember really liking and they had the spoons nachos, at least in my memory, nothing has ever exceeded the spoons nachos that I used to have as a preteen. When I'd go there as a kid and I'd get the spoons nachos, I was like, these are the best fucking nachos that have ever existed. They had, you know, like a like a cheddar jack blend, uh, black beans, guacamole, pico de gallo, you know, very standard stuff, but I just remember them being so fucking good. Again, they probably, if I had them now, I'd probably be like, these are fine. But I, I, my, my kid memory of the spoons nachos are such that I want to try them again. Mr. Slice, is there a chain or a local spot, a, sm- a small shop that you'd like to see uh, rise from its grave? Well, there's, when you said local spot, I just thought of something else, but... I can't tell if you're like trolling me with spoons, if this is actually a real place or if you're just being a weirdo. Spoons was real. All right. Spoons was real. Um, Wags, I, I, I was just talking about this yesterday with Dano. 
And I'm I'm sad that they maybe are are gone for I can't tell what's going on down there, but my beloved ice cream parlor, Dieter, a Dieter runs. Oh yeah. It's been closed for a couple of weeks. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Oh, if, no. I don't know if I don't know if it's if it's gone. If I mean if it is, I got to talk to Dieter. I got to figure out how we make some of the stuff. I mean, I just I just need to. I I, I, I can't. But you need Dieter's Brig- recipes. I need Dieter's recipes, but Brigham's is the answer, Wags. The ice cream parlor. Brigham's ice cream parlor, Boston, uh, uh, New England ice cream chain. Love Brigham's. Just the fact that, like, I was just I was just saying this the other day to Dano. We were talking about it, but like a mocha ice cream float. Can't get I, it's hard to find stuff like that anymore. A, a scoop of mocha ice cream f- with chocolate syrup floating in in uh, tonic water. You know what I mean? Like just these weird old like cherry cokes, vanilla cokes, like all that stuff that was like made in house. Uh, just like that old school classic ice cream chain. I'm so sad that it that it went under. And then for a local place, there used to be this place called Montclair Deli. Scott Keefe worked there. Kifa, he worked there. Kifa worked there for a while. Uh, I saw him the other night at the fantasy football draft where I ate uh, the 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 one chip challenge. Is it by pa- oh Pocky? yeah the the and 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 they uh, it was uh, it was terrible. I I ate the one chip and it was a fucking nightmare. I was uh, I had to drink like four glasses. It's like of a milk. super. It's a single super spicy chip. Yeah, it fucked me up like the next day. It was. It was. Have we not done that? No, we ate the nuts. We ate the nuts. We, we haven't the nuts. done the one chip challenge. Okay. Here's the deal. It like it was bad, and I was like, oh, it's hot, and I didn't realize that you were supposed to wait like five minutes because I drank something after like two minutes. Mm. Um, but uh, I drank some milk, but it's it's very strong. But like within like you know. 15 minutes or so i was fine but the next day just the rumblies it was it was horrible the next yeah, the next day was 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 worse but um side tangent there's kiva used to work at the montclair deli uh and so did the nader's wife jess um but they had gobblers there wags there was a yes. lot of great sand there was it had a great gobbler had a lot of great like uh local sandwiches yeah, and, uh, and I and I and I and I really miss it. Not a lot of like not a lot of great sandwich shops like that anymore in in Quincy. There's good subs and stuff, but it's not a lot of great right. sandwiches. But but for the big chain, it would be Brigham's. I can't think of like a national chain. I know that there are some, but maybe I can't. Maybe I'll think on it a little bit more and think of something. But those are the, t- the yeah. two good ones that come to mind. There used to be more A and Ws around. I feel like a lot of A yeah. and Ws are closed. A and W is good, but also after having A and W Canada, I'm like, this is fucking puts A and W US to shame. It's like not like yeah. it's, I don't even necessarily crave this in the same way anymore. By the way, I I did look up spoons. Mm-hmm. It, it took a little bit of binging, uh, but I found the uh, the I found the spoons that still exist. There are two spoons left left apparently. One in Fountain Valley, one in Santa Ana, both in Orange County, California. So there you go, Mike Horowitz's home county. Uh, we could maybe take a trip down to Spoon someday, and 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 I'll take a little trip down memory lane with these Baja nachos. Well, guess what? Yeah, you got to change your answer now because it still exists. Okay, I'll come up <laughs> with something else. Uh, Mike, uh, is there a chain or other restaurant that has gone away that you wish would come back? First thing that came to mind, and I think it barely fits the definition of a chain, uh, would be Ed DeBevick's. I was, mm. Do you remember that place? Mm, Ed DeBevick's, yeah. yes. I know Ed DeBevick's. Yeah, I remember thinking, like, how exciting it was that restaurants were going to be themed and, you know, so exciting and put all this energy into the production design and the, the all the waiters are going to, you know, have 
you know, be giving performances uh, and the food. I remember being pretty decent, um, but that that does not feel like anything that could even exist now. Yeah, yeah. It, that that's and that's like a big Chica- a Chicago one, right? The Ed DeBevix that's like where they're kind of mean to you. Too. Oh, so maybe maybe does it exist in Chicago? Maybe I'm wrong. I just there, know it doesn't there, exist in there, L.A. There might be one. Well, you, you, now you're making me think of, of other some, some more have just popped into my head because for L.A. Hamburger Hamlet. Mm-hmm. Is one that used oh, yeah. to exist no longer oh, yeah. around. Also, was one in Brentwood. Yeah, Wags. Here's another one. There's only one that still exists, I believe, maybe two, but it's in Disney World. One of them, Brown Derby, which is like the L, like a local LA place that 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 uh, used to be around. But for me, I thought of a couple more. But Bickford's used to be around a breakfast chain that was like a also like a late night diner sort of place, and also Howard Johnson's. It'd be oh, yeah. fun to go mm. into Howard Johnson and get some breakfast. Those, 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 all of these are popping back now. Yeah, there have definitely been some great local restaurants that have closed. There's one I wish I could ne- I could remember the name of it, but it's a place Natalie and I would go to, and it was downtown. It was fantastic. And there's actually like a th- I think a good food podcast uh, where the the chef and owner talks about like what it was like to have to close his restaurant and ha- and what it was about. You know, just that particular concept. Even though the food was great, it just had trouble uh finding business um but I, that does make me think of a couple of places that close under quarantine mitch both uh and and i'm sure yep. they'll, they'll be back in some form but broken, spanish and, broken spanish and bs taqueria oh yeah oh yeah th- th- both th- fucking those, great those those are two but I, th- I thought you were gonna gonna say the uh the what's the railroad one the the uh the oh, pacific uh, dining car pacific mm-hmm. dining car oh yeah 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 That's the one sad. that the one that kills me from the pandemic is spoon by h um mm. fantastic korean place Oh man. oh, man. Also, sad one to see go, Cafe 101, Wags. The 101 yeah. Cafe, whatever you want to call Great it. Great classic diner. Greenblatt's. Fucking Greenblatt's just closed. God damn. Yeah. Greenblatt's. Well, hey, we started by talking face. about all the bad things that were going on in the world, <laughs> and we kind of came back around to talk about all the uh, restaurants we love that are now gone. Wow. So, Just like a donut. Bam. <laughs> Just like a donut. <laughs> if you have a question or comment about the world of chain restaurants, you can email us at doughboyspodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 830-GO-DOUGH. That's 830-463-6844. And to get the Doughboys Double, our weekly bonus episode, join the Golden Earth Platinum Play Club at patreon.com slash doughboys. Mike Horowitz, thank you so much for joining us, for uh, being so generous with your time, for making multiple trips to Winchell's Donuts. Uh, Turner and Hooch is streaming on Disney+. Plus. You can check that out. And, and anything else you would like to plug? Uh, I guess Instagram, what's Mike eating now, is uh, then you can find my uh, burrito list. Oh, wow. Important stuff. Wow. I'm sure listeners will be all over that. Check that They'll out. Be all over and hey, that. yeah. that'll do it for this episode of Doughboys. Until next time, for Mr. Slice, Mike Mitchell, I'm Nick Weiger. Happy eating. See ya. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Mr. Slice. And on next week's Doughboys Double, we're talking DMB to Wags once again. We went to a couple live Dave Matthews shows up in New Hampshire, and I'm going to tell Wags all about it with special guest Dano. Patreon.com slash Doughboys. Check it out. Want to see the sources for this week's intro? Check the episode description. That was a HeadGum podcast. Tuesday, March 26th at 7.30 p.m. Pacific, the live finale of Munch Madness 2024, the Tournament of Champions 9, Dokiero Taco Bell, will be at the Dynasty Typewriter in Los Angeles. Join us there in person or via our live stream.
That's right. And guess what? We got some great guests lined up. Mono Agapian. Wow. John Gabris. Wow. Betsy Sadaro. Wow. The Taco Bell crew has reassembled for this noble act, deciding what is the ultimate Taco Bell menu item. You can see it in person. You can see it on the live stream. Get the tickets at the same place. Birdfuck.com. Birdfuck.com. Go to birdfuck.com. Birdfuck.com.